That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Here and we're live. Your food's here. Hello, I guess I have to do the oh, intro. I'm coming. Yeah, you can wait. <laughs> welcome to Hot Takes. Yeah, you can oh, wait a with... second. I'm just gonna get my food. Hi, <laughs> right, welcome no, to Hot Takes. Li- I'm Skeleton Lipstick. This is Young Shiro, and we're gonna talk about music and vaporwave. Somebody's DoorDash is here, y'all. Welcome to Hot Takes. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know what it is. Uh, the internet's uh. Not first, well, not only, but pr- oh, that I'm was not. fast as hell. Oh, All right. No. All right. Here we go. Let's Dang. One, two, three. One, two, three, redo. Uh, hi, this is Skeleton Lipstick. I'm here. I'm one of the hosts of Hot Takes. Thanks for joining us tonight. On Hot Takes We uh, is a show where we discuss music and have a guest, and we bring up thoughts that we're having. We kind of get to the root of what we're feeling over the last few weeks and uh, about music and life. And, um, you know, we try to say some things that are not necessarily, I wouldn't refer to them as controversial, but just sort of stir the pot a little bit and get people thinking, you know, try and go a little bit deeper. You know, we always, we don't like to punch down. We like to punch up and, um, you know, thanks for joining us. And my co-host is Young Shiro and um, he is much better at doing these introductions than me, but I'm going to struggle through this and say that, uh, you know, no opinion is a bad opinion it's just uh another vantage point and we're here to explore all those different vantage points damn um i couldn't have said it better myself oh no uh... you you have definitely said it much better than me before (laughs) sir but thank you since since i'm doing the music recommendations today guys just a couple of uh just pointers first of all thank you uh tell me if my crunching is too loud i apologize if that happens got uh some big um What's the name of the guy from uh, Smashing Pumpkins? We got some big uh, energy. Billy Corgan. Got some big Billy Corgan energy today from mm. from the good doctor. Um, keep us on, keep us in the know about levels. If I'm too loud, if Chris is too quiet, if our special guest, fashionista boyfriend, cannot be seen or heard. Uh, Lux says, "Turn Chris down a little bit." Thank you. We'll do. If the music is too loud, please say something. Um, and of course, don't forget to light it up in the chat with questions for our guest. Uh, I try to get everybody in, uh, and, and, and of course, if I miss your question, uh, okay, Agnos, I'm too quiet. Thanks, buddy. Um, if I miss your question, I will come around to it. I promise. Just give me five, ten minutes, and of course, we'll get her get her done. Um, last but not least, uh, there is an emote wall. If anybody types an emote like I'm doing right now, it'll show up on the broadcast uh, across the uh, the screen. So go ahead and hit us hit us with those emotes. Um, and then again, if you are, I believe I fixed the cloud bot. If anybody is led to donate, you can follow the link that just auto posted. Donations are completely optional, but very much appreciated. Uh, all donations go right towards our budget for equipment upgrades and commissioned art to people like Sega Octopus, PJ Rourke, 
B. Fanti, and of course, DS Dude, all people who've helped us in the past, uh, and of course, uh, Indie Advent for, for always assisting with technical, uh, technical aspects of the show. I'm going to just remove this windscreen. I feel like it's making me too quiet. Um, in recommendations for today's show, I'd like to start with uh, a well-loved Vaporwave up-and-comer, Daydream Deluxe. Daydream Deluxe uh, released oh, an album. I love that guy. He's wonderful. Right? Who doesn't love Daydream Deluxe? So and fun. they've got such great energy. So fun. Love his energy. Great energy. Just, just came a joy. off of, Right? Just came yeah. off of a lovely um, live stream event uh, that they put on. Uh, and, and to I great, participated in that. Yes, you did. And you did an excellent job. And I believe Thank everybody you. had a great time. It wasn't without its minor technical difficulties, but everyone had a lovely time. And I commend them for the quality of that live stream event. But Daydream Deluxe, of course, also, besides being a, a personality, uh, is also a, a DJ and an artist. And they make some pretty banging future funk music. Luxury Noise, thank you, as always, for your generous donation. Uh, Daydream Deluxe released an album a couple of years ago called Dream Forever. And then remastered it and released it um, on physical. Uh, Lux knows what I'm going to recommend because Lux listened to it first and honestly kind of put me on. Uh, there is a single, in my opinion, it's a single, and it's a co- it's a collaboration with Zero, uh, Z dot E dot R dot O dot, uh, and it's called We Out Here, and it is one of the hardest fucking party tracks I think I've ever heard. It's a flip oh, of. Wow, I, I don't have to hear this. Oh, uh, you've you've heard it. You'll recognize it. It's, have I? Yeah, I closed out my uh, uh, terminally hot set with it. It's a flip oh, of that Bruno Mars song. No, I know exactly what song yeah. you're talking about. That it was goes very good. Hard as a That's motherfucker. Deep. So that's Daydream Deluxe? That's Daydream Deluxe and I Zero. I didn't know that. And oh, that's the wow. album that it's from, along with a lot of other fun, up-tempo, future funk bangers. But I want to, of course, especially recommend that album just because it's party music, uh, especially if you like uh, a future funk that's a little on the weeby side. You'll like it. Listen, um, man, Isaac is very picky when it comes to some stuff like this, so this is probably a very good album then. Thank you, Lux. I meant to, to post the link and forgot. I... I am. I am notoriously picky. Couldn't tell you why, but but he just did it, and he did it really well. couple bangers nice. that I can definitely recommend off of Daydream Deluxe's Dream Forever. Moving right along, um, an old classic that I was a little late to the game on by Dan Mason. Friend of the show has recently released some new material, but I want to just showcase an old favorite from, I think, like the 2016 to 2018 era on business casual called summer love if anyone has followed dan mason's career really really closely there's a hell of an arc between classic vapor excuse me i'm so sorry future funk and uh you know kind of some more traditional songwriting type material uh and it's all good all of it i wouldn't say flawless but very very close and summer love is a little bit more kind of part of the future funk arc of Dan Mason's career. And it's a lot of fun and it's very very fresh, very light and very um fizzy sounding. Very enjoyable. Fun uh, Nana song on it. Uh, yeah, na-na. yeah, that's a good one. And um yeah. there's there's definitely fun. some some fun stuff. Some 10 out of 10 like don't skip tracks on that album, but Nana is definitely a standout. Uh Summer Love by Dan Mason, if you like Vapor Funk, Future Funk. Yes, I described it as fizzy. Uh, you got to listen to it. I love that. Don't That's know a great fizzy, It's great. Fizzy sounds like. And then, of course, as usual, I've got to recommend something that's adjacent. 
Uh, this one's specifically for you, Luxury Noise. Uh, if anybody else is a, a fan of lo-fi house music and you are not already a fan of cult member, you badly need to get good as far as lo-fi house is, is concerned. Cult member, I believe, is from Europe, possibly Eastern Europe, maybe the Russian Federation. Could be wrong on that, but cult member's got an album out called Last Week, and it is wall-to-wall lo-fi house bangers. Great for fans of J.D. Sinuti from Business Casual, DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ, everybody knows who that is, Uh, Baltra, DJ Seinfeld, DJ Boring, Mall Grab type vibes. You gotta listen to Last Week by Cult Member if you like. Um, It's literally, like, if you don't know what lo-fi house is, there's really no way to make it simpler. It's house music with a vaporwave power. Yes, it is. By a long shot. And uh, you gotta check it out. Phenomenal. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, hey, why don't you take the Vaporwave sound palette and some samples and then make it danceable? And it's not like, you know, no, party I mean, music. It's also, like, it's also like just like so many of those band, uh, those retusers just infuse so much emotion into those songs. And it's very unassuming. Yeah. It kind of sneaks up on you because, I mean, I remember the first time like listening to DJ Seinfeld, just the first time I listened to it. And the way it sort of builds itself with this sort of almost disposable sounding name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really does give you that feeling of I went to a garage sale. I picked up an old cassette that I didn't know it was going to be on. It had kind of a silly name to it. I put it on. Yeah. And it was like one of the most moving experiences of my life when I listened to it. So it's just like it really right? like so much magic in there. So I feel like it is the evolution like, of Vaporwave. What? that. Well, okay. I don't mean that in it. I don't mean that as a compliment or a put down. I just mean that like. It's definitely adjacent. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to call anything an evolution from Vaporwave. I don't think. I think that any. I don't know. I don't know if I would say. I, I think that you know what it is. It's if you're into Vaporwave and you're looking to expand out and see what else is out there, that might be another a new sound that would That's appeal a hot take. to you, given your taste. Then, like you would, you would, I would say, you know, you could check out Lo-Fi House. You know what I mean for sure. So I would say that it's maybe like the evolution of someone's taste who maybe is only stuck in one sound or one scene and wants to see what else is going on there. This is like a great, great way to add another flavor to one's palate, I guess. I don't know. That, yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. I I'll think I see what that. you're saying when you say that. You know I mean? I'll take that. I do know what you mean. And if you are in a position to do so, why don't we move right along to our uh, hot take for today's yeah, podcast. Yeah, okay. What should we talk about today? What's a hot take we should talk about today? Um, I guess we might as well discuss some of the silly... Vituperative bullshit that's been going on. He said about um, somebody posted about Pad right recently, and they yeah. were being critical. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm just like, oh my god, really? For one thing, this is like the same sort of like silly criticism that I'm pretty sure he does this that he's gotten like since day one. You know what I, I mean? Know, so right? it's not like anything new has been said, but also. It's just, in my opinion, just some feckless, gormless bullshit. Did you like, say feckless I, and gormless? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. I did. You heard it on um, Listen. Todd is, I'm going to say this right now, is a, is, a, is a very intelligent and very passionate and informed guy. And I think the problem sometimes is he just doesn't happen to speak or discuss things in the in the same way that some of the people who criticize him speak or discuss things, and simply because of that, yeah, they be. try to like write him. They try to like, they try to 
they they try to they try to denigrate him in this way, and it's only simply because the language that he speaks about music in is different than the language that they speak about music in, and it's very silly to me. And I understand that um, that that not everybody has to like everybody, right? Right. But I think it's ridiculous that people levy these criticisms all the time. And you know what? Like, Pat is a very passionate guy, very informed guy. And I believe that he brings in a lot of people who into this world that are worth having here. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people's Thoroughly first experience agree. with with Vaporwave are some of his YouTube videos. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I don't think that Not there's anything all. wrong with him, with, with him and what he's doing. I think that you know he is a he is somebody who is reliable, who is informed, who may not speak about the music in the way that the people criticize him would like him to, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like passion is passion, care is care. You know what I mean? And dedication is dedication. And the man is dedicated. The man is passionate. He is. He's also incredibly he's, busy. He's very busy. He's extremely professional too. And let me tell you, that is a really helpful thing. I've de- I've done a few events with Pat in the past. You know, I consider him to be a very good friend of mine. And hell yeah, you know, like it's just like he, you know, I love the fact that like I you know I've asked him about these things. Like, how do you feel about this criticism? And like, really? he lets it roll off his back. You know what I mean? I was hoping he understands. He, would say that. he lets it roll off his back. That is ex- so extremely mature and professional you know what i mean and admirable and i agree so many people in this scene could not handle any kind of criticism would not be able to stomach that kind of criticism they would be would be broken by it but yeah. it doesn't doesn't stop his passion and it doesn't stop his kindness it doesn't make him bitter you know what i mean it, it honestly in my opinion he's just he's really good at focusing on you know what on what he loves and what he wants to do and not letting the yep. critics uh stop him and that's a hard thing you know as an artist it's really like i can't even go on rate your music because like, Damn. I, can't, like I can't even go on it because uh, you know all those all those like all the criticisms they hurt you know what i mean but yeah, pad is just uh but pad is you know uh really i think i think in my opinion he's just got so much more toughness and um and focus and and, and and spine than any of the people who are make, going on Twitter and trying and criticizing him. You know what I mean? Like, and I will say, like, he's before... out there making he's out there making something. And whether you think whatever you think of it, he's doing something. He's and out you know there. What else? He's creating if something. He's serving a purpose. Him, if you haven't well. met him in real life yet, he is one of the most positive, inviting, friendly, energetic, helpful. just helpful, optimistic people, people I think I've ever met. I, I mean. I don't. I admittedly don't watch a lot of Pad's videos. I'm just busy doing other things. But meeting Pad IRL at Electronicon was wonderful. They were fantastic. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So I guess maybe we ought to bring our intrepid guest on. There's this whole thing. Yes, After we do this. need to bring him on. But like, people really just want everybody to be the same as them. You know what I mean? Yeah, ridiculous. People don't like it when Laughable. there's somebody out there getting attention that might be slightly different than they are. And it's like you really need to get people really need to get over that. But anyway, um, Pad, wonderful guy, informed guy, great videos. You know what I mean? And yes, he approaches these videos with the excitement of somebody who is discovering something they really love. 
I think that serves a really good purpose. Um, I'm I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful to have him in my life. He's a wonderful human being. He sets up amazing events, and he's extremely reliable. And um, I don't know anything else to add to this. Shout out Pat Chinnington. It seems to me that there is a valuable lesson to be learned about handling criticism with a plum. I'll borrow a skeleton lipstick. Ooh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And that I think is the big thing that Pat can do that all these other fucking feckless motherfuckers cannot do. Feckless. Hello, everybody. We would like to introduce our special guest for today's episode, Fashionista Boyfriend, vapor-influenced synth-pop act that has also produced work under the names of AM Affairs and Guy Axis. We are incredibly excited to have Casey here for the broadcast, so everybody give them a warm welcome, and you may unmute yourself, my friend. You're on screen. What's up, guys? Hey! We're so happy that you decided to join us, buddy. It's been a long time coming. Good to see you. So, oh yeah, I know. I guess we would like to know what your thoughts are. Um, maybe not specifically about Pad, unless you want to say well, something about, about Pad. Yeah, I want to know how you how feel about it. criticism, how you handle criticism about your art, etc. What are your thoughts? And don't forget to run up those questions for Fashionista Boyfriend chat. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean every musician has their fair share of criticism you know it's like one person says this and then the other person says that and it's just so many conflicting opinions and it's just like man you just you have to do what you're proud of at the end you know like it's really not about them it's it's all about you and um i respect musicians and artists that are super true to themselves you know so yeah you really can't take take things like that too seriously You'll go, you'll go crazy. Do you read your rate your music reviews? I have never even done that. So. <laughs> it sounds like it is it's a difficult challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or shout out SlimeWire. What's there, up, buddy? Know? Oh, yeah, they just left. Is what it is. No. They're at work. They're at work, but no. I'll check it later. Shout out SlimeWire. I always appreciate their opinions. Anyway... But back to this. What were we? What were we just talking about? I was eating a delicious bite of rice. Mm, delicious. <laughs> well, it sounds like Casey's pretty good at letting it roll right off, and they nice. don't read their rate your music reviews. So I don't do that it either. Sounds like you're not I've done it once or twice. It's not worth it. Oh, I feel I like I shouldn't be saying this. Somebody's going to start writing really mean reviews about me for saying <laughs> this. Oh no! I'm so sorry. You guys are very smart out there. I take it back. Uh, right. Uh, but. Okay, so when you make music, then where does it come from? Where does where's where where does the music come from when you make it? Like, what's what's the kind of feeling? What's the sort of mood you have to be in when you have to start writing your music? Is there a mood? So there's yeah, there's got to be a mood. But one thing I was gonna say is that like the way that I write my music is like catching up on a, a back catalog that never ends. Like each album that I write is from songs that are written at least four to five years prior no to way. the album. Wait, wait, wait. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Wow. So it's you will crazy. write like a sketch of a song and be like, oh, maybe I'll get back to this or maybe I'll get back to this when I'm really, when I'm feeling it. And then so you'll go back to it like four years later and be like, let me flesh it out now. Yeah. I do that too. <laughs> Why do you guys do that? Is it so that like you can let it simmer for a little bit and you can take like the state you were in then and the state you were in now and kind of merge them together or? 
Sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I don't do it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> it just kind of uh, ends up that way, you know. Sometimes I write a song and I'm like, "This is a pretty good song," and but maybe I don't want to release it just yet. Right. Yeah. Well, that's fair. You got to save it for the um, the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. I just, maybe it's not the right. Often. Well, sometimes it doesn't always fit in with the other things you're writing. But you're like, well, that's maybe fair. I will write more songs, I guess, eventually. Or like, or like maybe Very you run true. into a brick wall, or or you get like. You paint yourself into a corner, and you're just like, all right, I'll come back to this later. Oh, that happens. I have a question. How many songs do you usually find that you start but do not finish? Do you have, like, a collection of them, or do you finish most of the stuff that you start? What's it like for you? Um, so, for me, it's uh, it's it's stupid how many unfinished songs that I have. Like, I <laughs> yeah. Like, my desktop is just, boom, here are all these wave files of all these projects I just never finished. But... At least I export them and I'll listen to them from time to time. Just be like, ah, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll finish it in ten years yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So, it yeah. happens sometimes. You definitely right, got to so at least let's... keep them around. Don't delete them. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> so you know, you obviously write a lot of pop-oriented songs that kind of sometimes have like a chill wave vibe to them, but also sort of like almost like a Eurovision vibe to them once in a while too, and maybe like a little bit of an Italo disco kick. So let me just ask you, where does this, this start? When did you, what, how old were you when you started even getting into music? Let's just go back really far for a second here, because you seem to have some interesting influences probably. Yes, uh, so I started doing music yeah. um, when I was 12 years old. Uh, right. I picked up I picked up a uh, super dinky, like ancient Casio keyboard in my oh. attic. You yeah, went straight to the and... fun keyboards. Yeah, so that was my first instrument was like uh, was piano. What made um, you want to start making music? Like, why did you even pick up the Casio? I don't know. I think I was just a bored kid. You know, I didn't uh, hang out with too many of my peers at the time. And, so you decided yeah, to express so, yourself creatively instead. Yeah. So uh, I taught myself. You know how those yeah. keyboards have like those built-in songs. Yeah. You can kind of. You know, look at the keys that are lit up, that kind of thing. So that's how <laughs> really? I, yeah, that's how I taught myself. So you didn't have anybody and, musical in your family or anything like that? Nope, nobody. Really? Uh-huh. Damn, too, kudos I to yeah. you. I know that's like, like, a, like me too. A lot of people who get into music, no disrespect, but a lot of people who get into music come from a musical family. It's like natural or, you know, it was nature or nurture in some form. So if you just kind of were the outlier or the black sheep or whatever, that's... Kudos to you, man. I never had anybody musical in my family either. And I remember Mm. even telling my parents, like, I'd like to buy a guitar. And they're like, what are you going to do with that? No way. (laughs) They really said that? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, like, you're going to have to take lessons. I said, well, I'll figure it out. And then my dad said to me, oh, you'll figure it out? I'm like, yeah, I've watched people play guitar. And my dad's like, well, you you know what? I've watched people fly a plane before. Maybe I could do that. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Like, I hope you're exaggerating I'm a my, little bit. Not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving my parents a little bit of shit because, like, I eventually did, did just get, they can take it. I did get the guitar on my own. I did teach myself how to play it. and uh, But I was like, I, you know, um, they just didn't think that that was a thing either. So were you listening to a lot of music at 12 years old? Were, were, were you into music and you're like, you know, I want to kind of do this too. I'm bored. This seemed like an interesting thing. Were you listening to music at 12? Yeah, I mean... Kind of. I mean, like barely. Like, 
Barely. This is like kind of middle middle school era ish sort of yeah. when we were like, young type mm-hmm. shit. Um, well, yeah, it's and I was listening. Yeah, go ahead. What's sorry. That? Well, no. Well, I was listening to a lot of uh, I don't know, like Reliant K was like a big. Oh, yeah. I remember Reliant me K at the time. Like, did, did you listen to MXPX? That kind of stuff. This is know. very middle school. Yes, I get it. To who? MXPX. Very... No. You never no, fucked no, with no, MXPX, no. damn. I fucked with MXPX when I was younger. Hell Chick yeah. Magnet. I listened to that song. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, but so, anyway. Would you have gone to the Vegas When We Were Young Festival if you could have? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's cool seeing all those bands, but, like, man, all Is the people, cool? I don't know. Is I'm just cool? not a people-y kind of guy. This is way too much. <laughs> really? So really? Do you, you don't like to go to shows yeah. very much? It has to be like an artist that I would absolutely like die to see. Did, you know, did strip I feel that. Did go to it? Wait, did Strip Silence go to? Strip Silence the... said MXPX was his first show. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, did, are you wait, referring he... to? He went. Actually, I did believe he did go, go to, to when that we were young. thing. Yeah, didn't it get canceled? I think it got canceled because he like, did it was go to that. Canceled. I was, I was watching. Well, the first day got canceled because of high winds, oh. uh, and people were laughing about it. Sorry to to dive to digress but people were laughing about it but i lived in vegas for six years and when it gets windy it gets fucking windy like like dust storm windy so i think people were just afraid they were gonna like blow some stages down or whatever the rigging over the stage is called excuse me wow all right yeah so uh but back to this so you get this casio keyboard you start teaching yourself how to play music on it at what point do you start writing your own songs? At what point do you start playing it for people? What, what, what's the trajectory after you actually start learning it? So after I was learning piano, I, uh, you know, I started learning songs, and I, I didn't really start writing my own songs until I until I started playing guitar. So I moved from piano to acoustic guitar, and then mm-hmm. I started kind of doing more performing type stuff. Um, how my old first were you project, when you started doing that? Uh, 14. Oh, wow. Very you, good. You, you, you moved quick. <laughs> yeah, so that's when I started performing for people. And I uh, I still play acoustic from time to time, but I was doing very much like a Paul Simon, uh, like finger-picking style, very folky yeah. Badass. Uh, acoustic stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, was that what you were so. into? Is that what you were, were you starting to listen to a lot of things like that? Yeah. Or? Singer-songwriter yeah, stuff, Nick, Elliot Smith. Nick Drake, Paul Simon, yeah. Hell all that yeah. Hell yeah. We do love Nick some Drake. folk music. Love some Nick Drake, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, and you start playing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what, at what point do you start getting into electronic mm-hmm. music again? Um, so, this is more uh, kind of like high school era mm-hmm. for me. And... Uh, I, I think one of the biggest influences for me was when I first discovered um, Washed Out's Life of Leisure. Oh, um, yeah. So you are a internet, fan. As we all do. Yes. Well, it was yeah. a big deal to hear that. Shout out Washed Out. It was a big yeah, deal dude. to hear that album, I feel like, because it was just like, oh my goodness. Was that your first here? exposure to Chill Wave? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Mine was Toro yeah. Imwa's, uh Causers of This. Oh, that's a good one too. I was gonna Another. say that one too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember a, well, a good buddy was like, "Hey, there's this new shoegaze sub- subgenre. It's called it's chill wave." Funny that people <laughs> referred to it as shoegaze, right? Not that it had really anything to do with shoegaze, but the only thing it really oh, had so you to heard do that with, too. Hold on, 
So yeah, of course, when they first started coming out, when this kind of music started coming out, people weren't really sure what to what to classify it next to. Right. And the only reason they did shoegaze was because it was another genre that was based more on textures than it was based on like exactly like perfect sound composition, but like more like wasn't as much based on like what chords were being played or what how they were or like you know the virtuosity of playing the instrument, but was more concerned with the textures that were surrounding yep. the instrument, right? Shoegaze is extremely concerned with the textures of the guitar pedal, the distortion, the way that it creates a feeling of like a whirlwind Absolutely. of sound and movement around you, right? And so Chill Wave and Washed Out was doing the same thing with their samples and the occasional synthesizers. Was it was creating a texture, so it was more concerned with texture, right? Which was like people were so sick and tired of hearing hearing things that were too polished. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a real, it was a real mind, it was a real mind blower. You know what I mean? And he, in turn, I remember reading some early interviews with Washed Out and him talking about how the thing that influenced him was a lot of the Stones Throw Records albums. You know what I mean? From that record label, you know, like a lot of like obviously like MF Doom. Anything produced by, uh, you know, things like Quasimodo, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, I'm digressing. But that was like an interesting, you know, those sound textures were interesting. So you heard these sound textures and you're like, oh, this is this is an interesting way to interpret and make music. Mm -hmm. So where did it go from there? Um, so after hearing that kind of stuff, I uh, kind of dived in and uh, started doing my own electronic stuff. Um, and that was my first album. Uh, Hypnophobia, I think that oh. was 2016. So that was yeah. your first album that you wrote mm. Hell after yeah. sort of like getting, figuring out your artistic voice a little bit more. Yeah, you you have a little bit of like chip tune out there too, right? Yeah, so I mean, I want to say you that is like technically point. my first electronic stuff. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was like me kind of experimenting with what program I wanted to use. At first, I used uh, Fruity Loops. Okay. And uh, that, that was my Studio. biggest audio station, but yeah, what, FL Studio is the best. What What do you use? I switched now? to Ableton. Yeah, Ableton. That's what I use. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So, so you're an ableist? Is that what you're saying? Ayo. <laughs> yep. Well, just, I always like the workflow on Ableton a that's lot. That's a hot take. Oh, it's yeah, it's incredible, man. Like it's so you can do anything instantly. It's perfect. So did you feel like when you started listening to Wash Out, were you like, I need to find more music like this? I need to figure out what influenced this? Did you start rabbit holing a little bit after you got into that music? Yeah, yeah, I did quite a bit. Uh, Neil is another super huge influence on me, too. Absolutely, for sure. Now, did yeah. you did you start listening to like some of the stuff that influenced them eventually? Were you listening to any Italo disco, things like that? Uh, Italo Disco stuff kind of came later after mm. I kind of did some Shout out Italo Disco. research, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got to have it. So. For sure. We got a bit of a backlog in questions from the oh. chat. If I could just knock okay. one or two of these out. Uh, DJ underscore Blue Bomber says, where did the inspiration for the theme of Aquarius come from? Yes, so Aquarius is the latest album I just came out with uh, about two months ago. Yeah, very um, good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. Cool. Um, really digging all the wavy vibes on that album. Very, absolutely. Like, very very, very smeary, like, very bleary. That was like synthesizers that have been like sunk into some sort of viscous like liquid. I mm -hmm. like it a lot. <laughs> thank you. 
Um, so, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'm an Aquarius, so I figured Ooh. what better way to kind of show the way that I feel about myself and all that stuff than by kind of having this theme of uh, kind of creativity and uh, trying to kind of stand out from everybody else. And um, I don't know. I just think that uh, it's important that each individual is able to recognize who they are, whether it's a horoscope thing or not. Um, but I don't know. I just relate to the Aquarius uh, theme a lot. Is well, is self-discovery or figuring out who you are? Is that a big theme in your music? Yes, it kind of feels like that when I listen cool. to it. A lot of times I listen to your music, it does sound like a lot of like self-exploration of just trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in the world, which is like I think a very universal human theme. Absolutely, absolutely. But but like in a fun way. In a fun way. In yeah. a fun, <laughs> like self-discovery. Let me, let me let me qualify that in a fun way rather than like a melancholic or like angsty way. You know what I mean? Which is interesting. Yeah. Celadon. Yeah. I always Celadon Dream. And... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can finish that thought, and then we got another question for you. Yeah, please finish the thought. Uh, I'm kind of spacing, so you're, oh, you're all Shall we go to the question I'm then? No. I'm sorry. My bad. It'll <laughs> nice come back. Job, It'll come back. Isaac. Nice uh, job. That's a hot I am take. Just all right, Celadon all right, well, Dream underscore sweet. Um, I, I believe they are referring to when you make music that doesn't fit the overall sound of a project you're working on, like an album or EP. They said, when that happens, do you wait until you have other similar tracks in order to release it? Or do you get so excited by one of these unfinished tracks that you start making other stuff to accompany it? Hmm. This question makes Very sense. Very interesting. Um, yes, it does. I think it's a really good question. Uh, so for me, for me... When I write my music, it's almost like recording in a diary, you know, or writing something down because it's in that very specific moment, in that specific place and time where it's like, it's kind of hard to go back to a sound that you did in the past, you know, just gotcha. with like all sorts of art. You gotta, you gotta expand and you have to grow and it's um, a time capsule. All the time. Yeah. So um, it's, it's not really something that I'll ever go back to. Um, but I will say, um, I released a new single called Every Time You Do, and, um, yeah, yeah, that song, I was just listening to that. Thank you. Uh, that song was from, I don't know, maybe four years ago. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like there's, uh, I'm just trying, what's up? Proceed, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited today. I was just saying, oh, you're excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, it's it's hard to expand on something that's already been written and done. Uh, But I've got so much in my backlog that I'm like, okay, for my next EP that I'm going to come out with, I'm just going to kind of bring back some of the songs that all have similar sounds. And uh, after that, I'm starting on a fresh slate, you know, not really going back to anything, starting something new. So, all right, question. So, you are not a classically trained musician, then, no? No. You don't have any kind of formal music training? No, but there was one point in time where my uh, folks were trying to force me to learn piano, like traditionally (laughs) music, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And that just. All right, so then I have to add. Didn't take, huh? So. So then this is really no. interesting to me because, and I always ask anybody, oh, 
everybody questions like this, especially if you make, make, make more pop-oriented music. How did you figure out how to do that? How did you figure out how to learn the structure of how songs... I mean, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't do any research. I didn't, like, look up any YouTube videos on how to do it. I just... I think it's through my inspirations and my influences that I'm like, I listen to enough of it where I kind of just take it on and, and use it in my own work. Very cool. You know. Is uh, is Chris frozen for you? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's frozen for me as well. Damn. He'll be back. Oh, no. Um, KJ Valium would like uh -oh. to know if you like the, uh, the DAW Audacity. <laughs> Wow, I literally get kicked. Every time I do hot takes, my internet like literally kicks me off at least one time. Um, Dude, your ISP's pissed. Well, anyway, I'm going to log back in in a minute as soon as this thing starts up again. But now Discord's all hot fucking around with me, too. All right, hold on. It's all good. Um, um, my question is, how how did... I don't know what the fuck. My internet cannot handle streaming, apparently. Anyway, uh, I, just switched my, I have to switch to my phone every time I do hot takes. Anyway, hey, my point is. is, how did you learn how to write songs? Did you start paying close attention to the music? We'll did you like listen to like the chorus works? I really want. Yeah, we'll come back around to because I was in the middle of this question and I want to know the answer to this one because I'm very interested in people who can write pop songs but haven't had formal music training. I haven't had formal music training either, so I'm interested to get you know, and I make pop music occasionally as well. So, how did you learn how to do it? What did you do? Uh, so what? I didn't really do any research. I just kind of learn through all my influences and like listening to washed out and toro it's just something that i listened to for so long that i just kind of threw it into my own work and that's all it really took you know so you just like would write the songs and just be like okay like let me think about the chorus let me think about the verse how will i organize this mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's i don't know for some reason it just all comes super easy to me um I'd say that uh, it doesn't take any longer than maybe a day or two to come up with a song for me. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you, That's so, badass. Wow. That's badass, man. So you will you. just kind of write it out first and then kind of go back over it and keep adding things to it. Is that how it works for you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Very cool. How do you know when a song do is done? Uh, never. I never know. I just gotta be like content, I guess. <laughs> you gotcha. know, because <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. If I keep working on it forever, nothing will get released. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't things. make music, but that's how I would be. Oh yeah. So what do you? Why do you make music? What what, make, what do you get from it? What do you do? What, what's what kind of joy do you get from it? Does it help you feel like you can communicate things? you couldn't do otherwise or express yourself in a way you couldn't express otherwise or what does it mean to you i think a lot of it is self-expression and uh i don't really have a whole lot of other art forms or ways to express myself so um music is a very uh like therapeutic thing for me you know if i'm feeling Hell stressed yeah. i yeah. you know jump on the piano or something it, it's very helpful for me so just being able to kind of mix those two things you know, being able to express myself and enjoy it at the same time is just the best thing ever. So, so you're like specifically cool. like music is your is your big medium, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with me. I'm not any good at like 
I can't really draw. Like, I don't know how people do that. But uh, for sure, I think I always, um, I always, you know, I appreciate people who, who don't try to do everything. You know what I mean? Who like, you know what, I, I really enjoy making music. This is what I want to do. This is what I'll focus on. I appreciate that. You know, we, we do always think about the people who are like, oh my God, they do so many different things. Like, I don't know, man, I have a lot of appreciation because I'm one of those people too that really specifically thinks about just like the one medium and just focuses on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a, another backlog of questions, fellas. Okay, Baby Music would like to know where you are from and where your name comes from. So I'm from... Uh, Sacramento, California, West Coast. Very and cool. uh, the name, thank you. The name comes from uh, my girlfriend, actually. We were uh, getting ready to go somewhere. This was a long time ago. And uh, I guess she was like picking out some shoes to wear. And I was like, uh, like those, those aren't going to work with whatever you got <laughs> going on here. Shoes for her, She's shoes like, for what? you. Like, for her. <laughs> And she was like, what are you, some sort of fashionista uh, boyfriend? And I was like, ah, that's perfect. So then I that's stole well, it. That, that answer, another yeah. question, another chat, <laughs> uh, KJ Valium said, is there a fashionista girlfriend? It sounds like there is. There is. There you go. Yes. How Very cool. fun. And there's, fun fact, um, after a couple of my shows, I've had several people come up to me and be like, I've been called a fashionista boyfriend before. And I'm like, oh, it's not so just me. Tapped in, you tapped into some sort of um, universal unconscious right here. It's, it's, it's going around here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Love it. Mm. Gasoline underscore eggnog would like to know what is a piece of equipment that you would love to have? Good question. Great question. Um, Man, if money was not a uh, problem, I think that I would love to have a um shoot what's it called it's called a ppg three wave it's a like a waldorf sort of synthesizer i don't know if you guys know waldorf or anything like that that, but this is like this is a crazy uh synthesizer from uh like the 80s late 80s oh uh, i know what you're talking about yeah yeah i have a vst yeah it's super blue right um, but I would love to have that, but I mean, yeah, I have the, the VST and the plugins, but it's just not the same, you know? Damn. So are they just really expensive yeah. or impossible to find? Which is, it's just I mean, it's like any, in the late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. You're never, yeah. It's, it's just so expensive. I mean, these days, a lot of old mod shit. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> Well, here's hoping you get your hands on a wall. That kind of leads me into my neck. Is he frozen? He's frozen. Let's give him a second. Just, I don't want to. Are you guys? There he is. Am I frozen or not back? Nope, you're right. back, buddy. Kind of leads me to my next. Kind of leads me to the next question. You were just talking about how you have the VST version of the synthesizer. So that kind of leads me to my question: Is that um, you know I was talking to you before the show, and you said that the majority of how you make your music is with VSTs and plugins. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear you talk about what kind of plugins you like to use, what your favorite one is, which ones you recommend to people, which is your workhorse plugin, you know, what do you like to use? Uh, hmm, I have a lot of them. Uh, so, <laughs> kinda, 
Yeah, there's Which a lot. Which ones are the um, ones that you, you really? That's the thing that scares me is yeah. getting too many of them. And then I'm like, what if my, <laughs> yeah, um, my computer crashes and I have to like open all these files up again? My wallet just completely hates me. Like, I just buy so much stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's on sale. Let me spend $200 on the stuff I'm going to use maybe <laughs> twice. Damn. Um, so what are the ones so you stupid. use the most? What are the ones you like the so, most that worth the investment? Help us not spend too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so man. I don't know. I don't know if there's too many drummers out here in this chat or whatever, but um, I'm also a drummer. Um, Fuck yeah! And too there's cool. actually two ways that I there's two ways that I drum. Okay, um, so I have an electronic kit over here, um, but I also have my uh, keyboard. So I play the when drums. When did you on learn there. to drum? When did you learn to drum? Was that maybe the same like, as a keyboard? Is there anything he yeah, doesn't well, do? Yeah, well, no, uh, guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah, I play bass, I sing, you know, I do it all. Um, I don't play violin, though, so don't ask me to play violin. I have no idea what I'm doing. Got it. No violin. Yeah. Unreasonable. I tried. <laughs> I see why you brought it up now. All right, back to the BSTs. Which ones do you like to use? We were, in the, we were talking about the drummer thing, and then go ahead, you said you play the drums in two ways, and you were saying? So the second way I play drums is uh, actually on the keyboard. So I like do finger drumming. That's and cool. I actually finger drum have been beats. told I have been told that I'm better at finger drums than the real drums, which Damn. is like kind of weird. Not but sure I mean, I didn't always have a down. kit. I didn't always have a kit, you know. I just had this like keyboard for the majority of like me growing up. So I mean, I had to learn somehow. So I actually learned piano first before I learned the drum kit. But anyway. Just thought that was interesting. Um, those are called is, haters. There's this. <laughs> those are called haters. Yes, correct. Um, so there's this company that I really love called Clevgrand. Clevgrand. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but they're from Germany, um, and they have a whole array of VSTs that I just fell in love with. Really? Um, like they have a compressor that's really versatile, and then they have this really awesome plugin. Which I even recommend for you for doing the podcast. Uh, podcast, sorry. No way. Um, called Bruce Free. Tell me about this. And it's a noise. It's a noise filter. So it oh. listens to the noise that goes through your microphone, and it like just cuts it out. So you um, use that really on all rad. your vocal chains. Huh? I don't know if the show would be very yeah. good if Chris was silenced the whole time, though. <laughs> I could use that for my for I definitely could use that for my own music as well because I don't really like doing fancy sort of recording and I would love to get rid of the noise in the background of my vocals. That's awesome. So what is this one? Yeah, it's called Bruce Free. It's like uh, you can just look it up. B R U S F R I. It should pop right up, but it's it's super it. cool because there's like there's this button you can press like. You press the button and then the noise that you hear just kind of fades out and you can set the threshold wow. to be like however Thank much you, you want to reduce it, you know. Lux uh, yeah, dropped a link really for cool. it in chat. Thank, Thank you. you, Lux. All right. So awesome. Thank you. Bruce Free. Wow. All right, we got a hot yeah. one from Wait, KJ no, Valium. Hold on, I'm not done yet. You have to hold that. Because <laughs> I need to know We're about the synthesizers. 
I was just changing my fucking air conditioning. Oh, my Here, bad. You have to tell me about the synthesizers that you're using, though, because you don't use any hardware. It's just so this is all with plugins. So what are your yes. what are the synthesizers that you synthesizer VSTs that you like to use? What are the ones that you okay. have found in your travels that have been the most useful? <laughs> okay, many so, travels. Yeah. Korg has this uh, badass VST called Wave Station. Um, yeah, I hear great things about that. Yeah, one. me too. I, mean, I love the wave music. table sets. So continue. So it's between Wave Station and M1 are two of the VSTs that I use from them the most. Um, they're just super cool. Like, it's one of those things where it's like get the VST where it's only fifty dollars or the keyboard, which is like you know at least a grand. You know, you just can't can't beat it. So nice. So those are your two big workhorses. Yeah. Nice, yep. nice. And you use them, what do you, so you use them for your pads, use them for your leads, your base, your bases, that's what, those are your go-tos, then you have some other ones that you kind of add once in a while to use some flavor. Is there one that's like a yep. secret weapon that you're like, you know, I think if I like add this one right here, it's really gonna like pop the track a little bit more. Is there like one that you don't use that often, but when you do use it, it's like pretty powerful? Yeah, um, it, there's this one plugin, um, it's free, it's called SQ8L. Okay. And it's a um, CS80 emula emulation, and uh, oh, yeah. I use that synth for the majority of that first album, the Hypnophobia album, um, and that thing just comes in super handy whenever I need anything minuscule, you know. Very and cool. Lux is finding killer. these plugins Definitely and posting that. links in chat. Thank you. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. So great. Thank you. This is gold <laughs> for any producers in chat, by the way. Great questions, Chris. Thank you. Cool. Uh, let's cool see, I do uh, have another one. What's the other one? Other one is uh, it's called RC20, and it's from XLN Audio, and okay. that is like the top tier tape emulation sort of. If you're looking for like a VHS sounding warbly like audio effect, tracking type. Whoa, that is that is, that is my favorite good one. Good information. What was that one again? It's called RC20 from cool. XLN Audio. Um, I actually found out about that plugin because uh, Washed Out did an AMA on Reddit Ooh. and got asked, you know, what's his favorite plugins? And that was one of them. And uh, I got hooked. So, yeah, that's definitely You heard my... it from the king himself. Yeah. Wow, just found it. All right, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. So there you go. Let me uh, let me catch up with a couple Ooh, chat good, questions, nice. okay, Chris? Yeah. Now we now we okay. Now we I can go with the no, chat no. questions. I just okay. I had to get uh, to that. Uh, no, that was solid gold. I'm sorry. Just trying to keep the, useful the audience information. Happy. It's useful information for the people who will Extremely. go back and listen to these episodes that might want to make music in a certain way and are looking to see how different people make it. Indisputable information to put down. Feckless. All right, KG Valium, what is Fashionista Boyfriend's like favorite Death Grips life. album? Uh, zero of them. Yeah, really? I'm not, I'm not super good Death Grips. Yeah, hot take. Oh, hot take. I do. Wow. I do have a very funny story though. Let's so, go. I uh, this was probably maybe eight years ago. There was a festival in town called TBD Fest, and Death Grips was playing. And uh, I was just chilling with my boys, and uh, um, right in the middle of the set is like this, you know, you got like a mosh pit going on or whatever, people going crazy, and there's like this mom who's got like a kid in her arm and like a kid like 
holding their kid's hand in the oh, middle of no. this mosh pit and like i'm just like what are you doing with your children at a death crypts concert you must be crazy like that's unreal. why would that ever be a good idea yeah she's, she's so teaching, she's teaching them young yeah yeah i guess some say they're still in the death grips pit <laughs> what else was who else was playing at this music festival that death grips came to oh dude it was one of the best festivals i've ever been to really wanted to see like everybody on my spotify like top 10 at the time oh like really? max and marco dive oh, really? oh, wow. um empire of the sun uh, Tears for Fears. Yeah. Played, Ooh, nice. um, How fun. Shoot. Um, kind of blanking out here. Who else Damn. did I see? Jealous. Tori Ma played. Tori Ma played there too. Oh, Tori Ma is great. What um, year was jump- this? 2015, 14. Wow. Around that time. I want to say I saw him around that so the, time as well. Yeah, this was more during his. Uh, shoot, what album was it? Quality. one with uh no 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 uh what for oh, what for yeah. is like kind of more psychedelic rock ish sound yeah he kind of went he went in that direction after the first couple albums i remember seeing him in like 2011 when it was just him and a keyboard and like that was it and and it was definitely a lot more like like wavy kind of retro sounding and it he definitely went more into the psych rock type vibe yeah, i remember yeah, seeing yeah, watch yeah. that when he would just come in with like There he goes. He's back. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, that actually segues know. really well into DJ underscore Blue Bomber's next question. They want to know, Washed Out versus Neon Indian versus Toro y Moi. Oh, like ranking them. Oh, my yeah, God. I guess. Yeah, fuck, Mary kill. Let's go. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd have to say that if I had to absolutely like pick one and then not listen to the other ones ever, it, it'd probably be it'd probably be Toro, just because of how versatile he is mm-hmm. with his sounds. Like he's got a lot going on, and I I really everyone respect the that. album everyone the album sounds very different. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go washed out, man. Even though personally, I think Neon Indian's Era Extraña is like my favorite album out of I'm going, all of I'm them. going Neon Indian. Yeah, really. Yeah. For sure, 100%. I find his sounds to be very interesting. I find the way he writes the music to be interesting, the way he records himself to be interesting. The whole, like, the whole, like, sum of all the parts for Neon Indian songs is very yeah. interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. You, feel, you can feel the creativity. There's a lot going on. Um, and uh, I, I like that it's uh, got a little bit of um, grit to it. You know what I mean? It's not exactly perfect. Yeah. It makes it really interesting. Um Neon Indian is number one out of, out of those guys. Uh, high, high number one for me. Neon Indian. Um, so, uh, is there another backload question, or shall I ask another question? Uh, maybe Let's just one more. Um, yeah, okay, okay, Baby Music says, do you get new VST synths just because of the presets? E- yes. Uh, <laughs> I am a sucker <laughs> for presets. I, I don't do too much like synthesis or anything like that. I just kind of tweak here and there. Um, yeah, your yeah. thing is the songwriting, it seems like. That seems to be your biggest passion, Yeah. The actual creation of the song, the structure of the song. Correct. Yeah. And uh, that's how I start a lot of my songs is just through 
listening through like different pads maybe or listening through like some sort of percussion or drum beat that I come up with and that's kind of the the basis of the song for me you heard it on hot takes go Chris all right let me get your opinion (laughs) what do you think of vaporwave it is um it's cool (laughs) but like i don't know i feel like it's had such a long life here on earth that it's like what even is it anymore it's it's Mm -hmm. changed so much you know Mm -hmm. i a lot of people have different opinions on what it is after you know it's been around for so long you know like what Mm -hmm. is it good point i don't know so do you like that You like that it feels a little bit more fluid it's difficult to define for you know things like that is that, is that an interesting thing yeah it's cool i mean it's like it's not one thing it can change at any point in time it's rad i mean listening to spotify's vaporwave playlist is pretty cool because it's like oh i wouldn't have considered this vaporwave like five years ago but i i guess it is now i guess it you is know. now that's kind of interesting yeah right yeah uh, <laughs> And it's like chill wave too. Like what? What even is that anymore? Like back oh, in the day, it was kind of the definition was so amorphous. Like, Chris and I always long. Well, I, I think you've expressed a little bit of a longing for that era in the early 2010s where everything was kind of fluid. Was it oh, witch house? Yeah, was it chill I mean, wave? Was early, it synth wave? Early 2010s was it ch- um, vapor wave? Yeah, it all kind of early 2010s is so much fun. Yes, you know it I mean? was, man. God damn. I man. never, I never thought I would be one of those people that like was like, was, you know, that had a favorite era of music because I've been around for a while. I've like, I feel like most music has its place in time, and I'm usually pretty comfortable when things begin and end. But I don't know. I really liked it. Early 2010s were very interesting. It was a lot. Of hey, you were awesome, it. man. Right? It, it was right? a very exciting time. It was a sure. good time. It was very interesting. A lot of people were trying so many different new things because I think people just got kind of sick of everything being so polished and just hearing the same sort of like bloated typical indie rock over and over again. And people were just like just like really looking for to to try a whole bunch of different things. You know what I mean? You know, and yeah. obviously the idea of like, you know, all the different like, you know, the internet was still kind of in the hands of the people. And so there was a lot of exchanging mm-hmm. of ideas going on through that. A lot of different, um, you know, ways to get your music out there that all of a sudden just started becoming more popular, you know? Like, I remember before that, it was just like, well, I sure hope somebody checks out my MySpace page. And then, like, you know... (laughs) My Tumblr. That was, that's like my Tumblr. Well, yeah, but Tumblr was had its heyday in the 2010s as well. I just remember, like, scrolling through different Tumblrs and being inspired by image after image after image of, like, cacophony, you know what I mean? It was great. And, um... You know, that's the internet has become a lot more formalized since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I yeah, I yeah. miss that Dumb. like Wild West era. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like a little bit more like yeah, it was a little bit more wildlife going on on the internet back then. It's interesting. You yeah. Know, it's a, uh, yeah. Twenty ten. So we, I guess we can all agree in this uh, current chat between uh, you know all all three of us here right now that we're big twenty tens, <laughs> early twenty tens fans. Oh yeah. KJ Valium says, if M83 and Passion Pit got in a fight, who will win? Um, Passion Pit, for sure, because the only song that I've really heard from M83 is the one that we all know what I'm talking so about. Because, like, I've listened to the rest of their you gotta, stuff. So, you gotta go listen to some M83, dude. You're gonna like really? it. I've, I've tried. I've tried. I think I've tried. And it's you just like, to Saturdays it's slow for you. me, man. Yeah, you Saturdays, Saturdays and we're like, and no. 
don't know. What man. was the album before that? Before right, the Dawn right. Heals Us. That's a hot take, and that's what you're here for. You're here. That's what you're here for is to give those hey. hot takes, sir. Hey, Passion Pit it. is really good, but, but dude, before the Dawn Heals Us by M83 changed something inside of me. Oh, I love M83. Teen but Angst listen, is still one of the really best gay songs I've I ever heard. I love M83 beyond love. Hey, but here's the thing. That's why we have this show. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that. You know what? Slaughter those sacred cows, man. Let's do it. Nope. The show's over. Good night, everybody. Boyfriend well, no, no, no. What? Okay. What is the album that you'd recommend to me if you want to get into that? He says Saturdays Equal Youth. I said before the dawn heals us, and they're both phenomenal. Okay. Okay. You don't After have the to show, like I'll, I'll take a look. Hey, listen, man, I, you don't have to like them. I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta you have an open and that's okay. We yeah, just want to put you on. That's fine. all. <laughs> you know, you know what? Like, I, I, I like the fact that you don't like M83. I like it when people are a little bit more, you know, con, you know, contrarian. I think that's great. I think it stirs yeah. the pot. You know, maybe people need to go back and think about <laughs> it. they really do like M83. I mean, I, I personally, I'm more I of an MGMT kind of guy. I oh, love. Oh yeah, MGMT was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. So good. I'm trying so to think. Their, their latest did you ever really like? Uh, too. It was. Is it pronounced Mike Snow or Mike Snow? Mike. Is it Mike? Mike Snow. You fan? You fan of them? Oh, I'm wrong. Hot take. <laughs> hey man, I yes. don't know, but I feel like they kind of fit. Or like, um, letting up the snow. Who was the other one? Teen Days. Do you fuck with Teen Days? I fuck with Teen Days hard. Oh, I Me love too. Teen Days. Brother, Tyler. I have a few of their cassettes back here. I don't know if you can see, but I've got all of cassettes. Oh, nice. Oh, nice good. collection. What's that? Do you fuck with Brother Tiger? Casey, are you with us? I think we lost him. Do we? Am I? Is it for the first time? I didn't. Uh, no, nope, there he is. I think you guys are frozen, or maybe I'm frozen. You're I'm frozen, sure but frozen. we got audio from you. I'll just throw your still up here. Um, can you hear us? Oh. Uh, Hey, if you got to restart your Discord, it's okay, buddy. Chris and I will find something to bullshit about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, played the I, show. I played a show the uh, last. Uh, yeah, Saturday. you did with. Uh, I Baltimore. can hear you like. Oh, barely. there he is. Okay, I got you. You're just really, really grainy. Damn, y'all both need to set some grocery money aside for your internet. I, I don't know what's going on every time I do the Twitch thing, but I don't know. I, I, I can, I can get back on right away. <clears throat> Bro, boy, I can hear Lux howling from the other room. <laughs> Somebody clip it. He looks hilarious. This is almost as good as the Mesh episode. Well, the Mesh episode, I thought that he, I thought it was the big problem was just when we tried to get him on for the big... That uh, was the uh, retrospective. On his episode, he kept freezing. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. so That's like right. every four frames he'd freeze for like 30 seconds so there were oh, some yeah. really great stills from that episode of alex yeah um tell us about how the show went man because i saw some footage and it looked pretty banging it's fun man i appreciate it sage hardware set up that show uh the base house show over in baltimore and uh once again shout out to sage hardware who in my opinion is uh does something that i don't really think i've heard any other artist really yeah make music like him before um you know, Sage Hardware goes hard as fuck. He does, and he sings that stuff live, and it's phenomenal. Badass. It's so fun. He's such a kind person. He's very soft-spoken, very, like, you know, kind and friendly, you know, and then he makes this music, which is just 
full of so much emotion really violent and so much creativity and so much creativity and so much um you know um uh, it, it, oh my goodness how to how to describe it best um i mean it's definitely if you're a fan of fire tools obviously i would say check out sage, uh, sage hardware as well uh i would say it's like a you know it's definitely like probably i would you know you could group those two together a little bit i would agree very, and winter quill in winter quilt but like each one of those people is like doing something very distinct very different and distinct in that world of, of like sort of aggressive sounding you know crossover metal slash there he is. Thrash, slash thrash slash fucking like breakbeat slash vaporwave slash you know there he is even now hi sorry about that interesting there's so God much personality in their music there's so much personality in their music because there's just so many options for personality in sage's music so, all right, boys, I'm going to get another beer. You can ask Casey all the questions you want to ask because when I get back, great. it's go time. Okay, great. So my next question then is you mentioned um, – so can you tell me some other synthesizers that you might want if you had that unlimited money? Like what's another one that you might want to get? Um, hmm. I've Money's always wanted one of those – I've always wanted one of those um... – Shoot, what's it called? It's like the talk boxes, like the plastic straw that goes through the mouth and you got like the vocoder yeah, yeah, stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, that's and an just, interesting I, choice. Yeah, I mean, it's not really, it's not my thing. Like I wouldn't, probably wouldn't use it in any of my albums, but like it just you just looks so fun. Ah, yeah. This is the best answer ever. so great. And I've, I've listened to Chromio enough times that I'm like, I this is just great. Like, Literally fantastic. just about to mention, I'm like, you know, when you <laughs> mention that instrument, I just think of the dude in Chromio, right? The guy yeah. in Chromio, like, like, talking through that all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so fun. I also love the fact that you chose an instrument that, not even for, like, specific production purposes, but because you just think it would be a good time. And just I, fun. I, yeah, yeah I, love, I love that playfulness. I'm a big fan of playfulness. I would, yeah. Heck I yeah. just got his beer. Uh, somebody asked what are I was drinking. drinking? What, are you, are you got, what are you drinking? Dos Equis. Wait, what? I'm just drinking Dos Equis. What are you drinking, Casey? Uh, this is a uh, called Layback. It's a CBD drink here. That's another really good chill wave act. Oh, that's really fun. <laughs> layback <laughs> is a great chill. Oh my god, nice. Isaac. <laughs> Fuck nice, yeah, Layback. Fuck yeah, Layback. Shout out, Layback. <laughs> Shout cool, out. Man. All right, OK Baby Music says, what is Vaporwave? <laughs> yes. Oh, my fashionista <laughs> boyfriend, now you have to answer that question. Yeah, I mean, it's been <laughs> going around we for quite some just time. Saying, we literally were just like, well, what, is, what even is this? <laughs> I mean, so, OK. Particularly you, who mostly Well, we just got done talking about Sage Hardware. Like, no, I, and I also kind of want to get this from, from, from Casey, because Casey makes more like electronic chill wavy sort of music so what, what is vaporwave let's get let's get an opinion from some well of, well i do i do have some experience in the field okay i've got my field. here i got my own vaporwave i love that cassette. album i just yes, want to yeah, put it yeah. out on the record i fucking love that album <laughs> yeah, and check it out on business casual guys am affairs four hundred and twenty thousand miles per hour yeah and it's a great the opening album, track fucks thank you <laughs> all of it does yeah um i've used your I tracks in countless in dj sets buddy I remember back in the day when Artsy Music was still like doing their thing, and they put my yeah, shout out Artsy Music, my little song on there. Yeah, shout out. Um, shout out. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. In my professional opinion, uh, Vaporwave is a, a sort of nostalgic take on older samples, older songs, 
and kind of retrofitting it into the modern age. Um, kind of like, I don't know, whenever I hear or see videos online that are like, uh, uh, hearing these songs in the middle of an abandoned mall in 1984 or something like that. Like, that's kind of what I think of, you know, just yeah. super slowed down, yeah. um, kind of almost like indiscernible vocals. Like, you don't know what the heck they're saying because it's so slowed down. Um, that's that's kind of the more traditional uh, thing that I think Vaporwave yeah. is. How did you uh, discover Vaporwave? Uh, online. Were you I just think it's through Reddit. Like, Imagine I don't remember. Through Reddit, yeah. And were you like, wow, this is an interesting thing, world to explore? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very what weird. was your first very exposure to Vaporwave? Uh, you know what? I think it was um, casting. A buddy of mine showed me nice. casting. Oh, wow. VHS yeah. pop for the song. Nice. Casting. And that's, casting. And that's not even traditional Vaporwave. That's like kind of more funk-oriented. No. It's much more funk-oriented. And then, um, did you ever listen to the previous uh, acts before um, casting, which is Wasted Nights? Which is also phenomenal. yeah. I have one of their uh, cassettes Fuck yeah, too. Wasted nights. Yeah. You have one of their. Oh, you have the awesome guys. He got amazing. himself a grill. You got yourself a wasted <laughs> night. Man, that's fucking awesome. That's great. I love wasted <laughs> nights. I wish I don't. I wish I had a wasted night. Test, test, that's test. Amazing. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Cool. What are your muted terms on Twitter? My what? What now? Sorry. <laughs> what terms are muted on your Twitter? Uh, I don't. I don't participate in the Elon Musk program. That's going Damn. Really Good answer. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I really Lux, don't. Lux yeah. is in the chat too, saying she wants that wasted nights tape that you have. <laughs> oh man, you've really, had that you thing for that, a while. You let that cat out of the bag. You better put that in the lock and keys. and we all want it. <laughs> ah. Damn, yeah, we, we got we got some good ones from the chat already. Yeah, Dreaming Diary so. says, "Are we in the post vaporwave era?" Oh, shout out Dreaming Diary, friend yeah, of the show. Yeah, shout out. Nice. Um, I think so. I think we are. I think we're at that point. You know, that's fine. It's yeah, cool. it's not bad. It's, it is. Yeah. KJ Valium, what mainstream act should go vaporwave? Uh, I think if anyone's gonna do it, it's the weekend because I agree. He's already working. He's already working with One on Tricks Point Never as his producer, mm -hmm. and like that dude is just freaking awesome. So like, Amazing. if he's already working with him, I'm sure that's like the next move he'll make probably. I think that's a really good answer, and I thoroughly agree. Um, Sam yeah. Salas JPG, is there like a year you'd send yourself Back to the Future style to just to play music? That's pretty pretty self-explanatory. I mean, 2010, 2012. Oh, yeah. Peak. Very Peak. cool. Yeah. For sure. Easy. <clears throat> yeah. Next question. Or 1986. <laughs> oh, you're, you're an 86er. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think we're all probably around the same yeah. age then. Good synthesizers, yeah. What is your favorite yeah. YouTube video? Wow. Uh, okay. So this is going to be very weird, but there's this video uh, I watched a very long time ago called, um, shoot, what's it called? It's called like a lawnmower's dream or something. And it's just this lawnmower like 
flying through the air and there's like a stream of smoke coming out and it's just like this beautiful music playing in the background it's just that for like 20 seconds like like weird it's facebook good. liminal wave it's like shit. the idea of a, of a lawnmower being a beautiful in a beautiful environment and having a lovely time yeah <laughs> like you can the ca- the caption is like you can achieve achieve your dreams or something stupid like that can somebody that's, link that's this please good. i'm sure it's somewhere that's pretty good Gosh. KJ Valium really like wants it. to know what your favorite bottled water is. Hmm, good question. Good question. Um, I'm a Fiji guy myself, personally. Um, do you like sparkling water? The aesthetic. I do not. I do not like sparkling water. Wrong answer. Too, you should uh, try Topo Chico. Gassy. Try what now? I'm just kidding. That's fine, buddy. Just saying, <laughs> Topo Chico is pretty good. I'm sorry. I'm on one tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm not hungover like I usually am. Chris, oh. do you want to do you want to jump in with a question, or can I can I just keep going crazy? I'm crazy for a little bit. I, I've asked a lot of questions. What is the biggest questions. problem with music right now? Um, for me, in my personal opinion, it's not so much the music that's the issue because there is an overabundance of that. We all know that. Uh, yeah, but it's the the handling and the regulation of uh, streaming and the people that get the recognition and royalties of said music. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's very much not balanced at all, and it's very disheartening for artists like me and bedroom producers that are just pouring their heart out into their stuff, and it's like okay, like this doesn't feel right. Like I should be getting a little bit more piece of the pie, you know, in terms of streams, royalties, stuff like that. I really hate the concept of like streaming is the way that, you know, you judge the worth of an artist these days, because like, that's crazy. And it's like, well, unless you have hundreds of thousands of people listening to all your songs constantly, they're not like successful or like, and it's also so like, I imagine it's very easy to fake this shit too. If you just have money. You know? Oh yeah. And yeah, it's just like back in the day, it, you know, how did you, you know? You, I mean, I don't know about you, but I buy albums. I would listen to the album, and then maybe I might not listen to it for like several months later. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I don't love the album. That doesn't mean that's not a successful artist. But they, you know, the way it is now is like, well, unless people put your music on repeat constantly, then right. you're doing something wrong. And I think that's like the most ridiculous metric. Because there's like some very challenging artists who I really hold dear, but Lord knows I couldn't listen to them, stream them every fucking day, you know? That's right. why I keep yeah. an old phone that's connected to Wi-Fi and plugged in and that just streams all day. My friends. Probably doesn't pay him <laughs> shit, but no. I end up in the top 1% no, no. of several the people's pay, fan bases. The paying bases. Is, is definitely a problem. The payment is definitely a problem, but like also just like the like... The placing the value value on an artist's work based on them being played every one of their songs being played every single day, you know what I mean? So that's, if you're not being played every day by hundreds of thousands of people, then you're doing something wrong. That's crazy. There's not one yeah. single artist that I listen to every day. You know what I mean? That's crazy. It's, yeah. it's just a yeah, stupid, agreed. fucking dumb, fucking metric. And I'm just like waiting for this paradigm shift eventually. Damn. <laughs> I mean, the people are people are getting mad. People are getting upset. You know, I think eventually Spotify or someone's gonna have to do something. I mean, something will at change. some point, dude. It all. I yeah. mean, especially because like eventually, like people learn to crack the codes, 
and they just they you know there's you know there's a million companies out there that are probably I don't know out there being like listen you hire us for a, I don't know I'm not sure like three hundred dollars a month and we'll make sure you have like an extra fifty thousand people like fake people listening to yeah it's it's dumb I remember reading this article at one point that was like even if you do get like a bunch of streams the royalties royalties don't work like that on Spotify it's like whoever has the the top place you know in terms of like best artists um like for example like Beyonce like Beyonce will be taking a piece <gasps> of that royalty from little artists really me, from everybody yeah whoa, so whoa. it doesn't even matter know, if you have that. someone yeah damn that's very true yeah that's we need yeah, a violent redistribution of wealth in the music scene you see that like well, Taylor, yeah. Taylor Swift recently had like I think like it's like all of the songs on her neck, on her latest album became like top ten songs on Billboard. <sighs> all those yeah, poor baby. ghost producers and they're not even allowed to like go. Oh yeah, I you know, need that beat. It is just you know what an accomplishment. It's an amazing thing when you have all the money in the fucking world and a huge publicity like you know mountain of publicity behind you and you can just you too can get like every one of your songs in the top ten. 10 of Billboard immediately after the release. Like, what a, what a tremendous accomplishment. I must just, you know, kudos to Taylor Swift. What a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. Amazing. So, yeah. why is Taylor Swift and Beyonce popular and other artists are not? Um, I just think it's well, Taylor, sort of Taylor the... Swift is... Go ahead, sorry. I, I just think it's because it's so mainstream, you know. And she and Taylor Swift's been around for quite a while, you know. That is true. And she has her Beyonce's she has her country around, roots. Beyonce's been around since the late nineties. I mean, Beyonce is a true. tough one. Isaac, you picked a really tough one there. You're like, why are <laughs> yeah, these people popular? Weird. Like, oh, you just picked the two monolithic, the two most monolithic okay, artists. I was trying to segue into a generic. Like, why like, are popular why are artists just keep listening to? What are why aren't why aren't people like, listening like to Sage Hardware as much as they're listening to Beyonce right now? Like, all right, but let's so Taylor Swift. She is popular because of Kanye West, and let's just like that's why. So anyhow, okay, yeah. Let me Kanye let me West ask about generic. Kanye West got in front of her when she was accepting an award. Everyone was like, "Who's she? Who's that country star? We feel bad for her. Let's pay attention to what really? she has to say." Oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, of course. Well, I remember the moment, but I didn't know she like she's wasn't that popular fucking, at that time. She'd still be in like country country music hell if like Kanye West didn't interrupt her, her interrupt her speech right like that's the only reason otherwise like she never would have like crossed over no one would have given a like, fuck <laughs> she would have been like in the same like Casey Musgrave I'm gonna make R&B like, music not better special. than you she's not fucking special at all she just happened to have Kanye West jump in her face in the middle of the accepting the award and that's about, it's about fucking it There's a, no Bruh. that's about it could have been anybody else talented Damn, he chose an awful moment to, like, break up. <clears throat> okay, I would really uh, just like to know why popular artists are popular instead of other more arguably better artists. That's really all I want to know. I think that, uh, man, I don't really know, man, because it's just so... I think TikTok might have something to do with it, you know what I mean? Good like, answer. I'm not no, really on there, so I don't know too much about it, but, like, whatever's popular at the time, like, like memes everywhere, like, oh, I don't know. 
It's so, it's Taylor stupid. Swift, I think, is because, <laughs> on, Victoria's Secret, Taylor Swift, I think, is because she has spanned multiple genres and was a hit in all of them. She only had the opportunity to span those genres because Kanye West got in front of her and made us pay attention to her. That's it. Otherwise, she'd be stuck in country hell. She'd be spanning nothing. Anyway, let's go on. Let's move forward. <laughs> this, so the only this... reason she's here is because Kanye West got in front of her and made us pay attention to her. Otherwise, she'd be stuck in country hell. I'm just saying. This is the truth. She wouldn't be spanning genres if she hadn't been given the opportunity to span genres. She was a, a, just a great tool for the industry to use to span the genres. That's it. There's nothing special about her. Yeah. These people. They find yeah. somebody else, for the love of God. There's so many other artists. Like, can we make someone else popular next? I'm tired of her. They're fucking marketing machine. Anyway. Let's move on to something a little more lighthearted, is, shall who's we? The who's that motherfucker that's only popular because Amy Winehouse died? Uh, What's her name? Uh, fucking I you know, know, dude. The, the stupid singer with who, who, who ruined the vinyl industry. Oh, Adele. That's it. Anybody yep. really, oh, so much worse than Taylor. I'll take yep. a million Taylor Swift over Adele. Garbage. She is literally <laughs> only she is only famous because 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 like a, a more interesting artist died, and they just decided to make a PG rating version of that interesting artist. <laughs> we have Amy Winehouse at home. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, Casey, can you describe now. your favorite music to me? Uh, wow. That's uh, that's a hot take right there. I cannot uh, do that. Carly um, Rae Jepsen, I, I do so much, like. Man. Carly Rae Jepsen, that's good I freaking stuff. love Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, I see that Dreaming Diary. I freaking Diary. love Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, 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 me too. And I see, let's give her a little bit more attention again. Let's let's make her, let's make her <laughs> span genres, okay? Like, Carly Rae Jepsen definitely seems like she is interested I saw in a, Dreaming in Diary a little genre bending. Anyway. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm done. I'm done going off on of my time. That's okay. Let's... If you can't describe your favorite music, how about you try to describe your least favorite music to me? Um, country and rap. That's country and rap. I mean, some rap. There's so some, like Florida Georgia Line type. Country rap. Yeah, it's got to be very specific kind of rap for me. That like specific kind I'll of rap for you. What do you mean? Go on. What's specific? Like Viper. No, <laughs> no. You don't like don't Viper? Know, He's great. I love Viper. Not really my thing. Wait, wait. You don't thing. like rap at all? You know what? Is that what you you, have two, you can like, either like. Uh, you know what? You can you can say bad things about M83, but you know you're now gonna start. Well, I take umbrage <laughs> when you say when you say bad things about Viper. Hang on, back up. I'm kidding. Casey, I'm kidding. do you not but like I'm rap not at kidding. all? Do you not like rap? Like What's a going little on? bit. And a not, little not bit? very much. There's so much. A little there's bit. There's so much rap music out there. You got like some of it. Yes. Well, how do you like about like the most vapor well, like adjacent the, well, rap? Do you, the, you like you Young like Lean? Do you like Bones and Xavier Wolf? Little Ugly Mane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really dive into that stuff, man. So I would Blade? Like, do you like uh, Blade? Tribe Called Quest, something like that. Maybe some like early '90s like backpack rap sort of thing. Something like that stuff. Yeah. Did you say like, backpack rap? What about like I mean like um you what know what backpacker rap backpacker rap is sort of stuff like Sage Francis etc sort of the spoken backpacker word backpacker rap am I I think I'm getting this I think I'm getting this uh, I gotta correct. look this shit up look it up make sure I didn't just make that up but I'm pretty sure I did I not. want it to be real if it's not real we need to make backpacker rap a thing no we're gonna do this I'm right down now. I'm so down so he says we're not gonna do this right now. That's right. Yeah, backpack rapper. 
It's this anti-commercial. It's just another phrase for anti-commercial okay. rap. So, so like guy, guy screaming in a public park type rap. <laughs> like a crazy man on like like, like, like lyricist rap. Earthy yeah, I mean, you know, stuff. yeah, prison prison raps about it. Yeah, it's it's thing. I'm right. All right, I'm okay, right. Well, I'm right. I didn't say you were wrong. I'm just I no, live under I, a rock. I told you, I'm right. I'm right. Um, wait, let's let's get back to talking. To, let's get back to talking. talking wait, fashion uh, boyfriend. So you're telling me? Yes. You, uh, if I heard this correctly, uh, we've heard it live a lot. It takes his fashion your boyfriend says rap music bad. I don't think the world would be better off without it. It's too violent for me. It's not nice. <laughs> not nice person music. And uh, I think they need to just take that take that music away from us. Is that oh, right? My God. <laughs> is this a This is what this is direct. <laughs> what, were you were you um, ever a fan of like? Just, was, did you ever like? Let's just spend the rest of the time asking about rap music. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Sense. Let's no. just name drop rappers for the rest of the episode. Well, did I'm you ever shit, like new right. metal or rap rock at all? Yeah, well, like, oh no, that's the kind of rap you like, like like Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Let's go with some Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> You only like you only like he's he's like he's a, he's a purist. He only likes real rap, like Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that's the only true rap out there. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I feel that on a God. spiritual level. Sure. But you like like the weekend and stuff like that, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ah, great. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just yeah. just gotcha. joshing. Having a fun time here. Just I'm, Josh. Well, so <laughs> if you're listening to any kind of music, what is something that if you heard it, it would instantly ruin the song for you? Yeah. Um, spoken word sections in the middle of a song that like doesn't really need it. Oh yeah, I really? Hate that what about too. the middle that's of Saturday Live for me? Saturday that's Love. different though. That's different. Gotcha. I think that's different. Or like the beginning of the boy is mine, where they're like, "Oh yeah, I think I've seen you around before." But like, it's supposed to be cheesy, so it's okay. I'm talking about like more modern stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's like something that. that's trying to be serious, and then it has like a. He hates word the beginning of, of "Godspeed, you Black Emperor." The oh, Dead, Dead Flag Blues. Flag Blues. Yeah, or is that what's <laughs> like, called? Ah, turn it off. The car is on fire. Bullshit. Uh, that's a great song, Isaac. Uh, I, I'm gonna listen to that as soon as we're done this podcast. Oh man, that's good idea. Um, you listen to a lot of like post post rock, post punk stuff like that, like Explosions in the Sky or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, Explosions in the Sky. I've seen them probably five times now. That's right. Explosions in the we sky were talking about that in DMs a few days ago. Oh, you were? I, I yeah. figured he might be. Yeah. I love Explosions in the Sky. Explosions in the Sky kind of guy. Yeah, they're great. Is that a compliment? Yeah, that's definitely a compliment. Absolutely. They're great. 100% <laughs> like, a compliment. I'm more of a Russian circles guy myself. Russians? Or uh, I love them, them too, though. Hey. They're tight. What's your favorite One of Tricks Point Never album? I opened up my wallet. It's full of Bitcoin. Someone banned Soft Replica. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Which one? But it's Wait, the I, one that you're holding in your uh, picture. That's because it's fire. That's R plus seven. That's one of the yes. best albums ever that made. Fire. Unbelievable. So good. Can you like you just listen to that album and then, like the minute you're done listening to that album, you're like, oh my god, I'm so inspired. Look, at, oh my god, yeah. the world is the world is full of beautiful sounds. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> okay, so, so strange and mysterious. I hope you I men are more in touch with your emotions than I am because I don't cry very uh -oh. often, like most Western men. 
But the you don't ending, cry very uh, often, Isaac. The ending of Chrome Country. I think you're better than me because you don't cry very not often, a Isaac. Tear, is that how this is now? Not a dry Weird. eye in the room when Chrome Country, when the organ part. Okay, you know I hate uh-huh. organs. Anybody who's ever been on Twitter knows how much I hate organs. But you the hate organ organs? Part, I hate organs. Fuck them. The organ part at the end of organ part at the end of Chrome Country is like. You guys despise organs? What about like a creepy haunted house? You don't want a cool organ noise happening in the background? No, because I'll start laughing and it'll take. Me out of the moment. What if you're at the, like, in, like, the 19, What if you're in the 1920s and there's a ball game playing? You don't want an organ sound there? You guys are crazy. There's a time and place for organs. I will All not right. hear any more of this organ. I don't mean to cast uh, aspersions against organs. My bad. Damn it! You took the word right before I could say Celadon it. Celadon Dream underscore Sweet says, "Fashionista boyfriend, what are some songs that make you cry?" Slash tear up. Organ donor. Yeah. What's so the song for me, um. The song that makes me really tear up, like, a lot, is this song, um, it's called The Leader of the Band, Don Fogelberg. Have you heard that song? Oh, I don't know that song, but I'm gonna definitely listen to it. Okay. Just, like, listen to it, and then... Hey, let me just keep for this me, up in my it's just like, Yeah, go for it. Um, Leader of the Band, It's, like, kind said? of a personal song. Uh, Don Fogelberg, or Dan Fogelberg, sorry. Yeah. But for me, it's like, it reminds me of like my parents because it's like the leader, of the, the one of the lyrics is the leader of the band is tired. And it's like, oh, um, oh I you know, know this like, song. The song is written as a tribute to his dad. Yeah. Yeah, That's I know this sweet. song. This I is a beautiful that. song. I, I totally know this song. I just I just pulled it up on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a beautiful song. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gets me every time. What the song makes me That's weird. About that one. Oh, he's just checking the levels. He does that sometimes and it throws everybody off. He like, <laughs> I know it's okay. I, I know he does it all the time, so that's why. But I'm sure for you, like, what just happened? He does that what? to make sure the levels happens. I, I know he does that every like every like thirty minutes or so. He does that. He sound checks and like all of a sudden you just hear this like ooh, like in the background. I'm trying to think of a song that makes me cry. Um, no, it's quite all right, sir. You're you. Yeah, it does for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't definitely. doesn't make me cry. Oh, I guess you think you're real cool. It doesn't make you cry. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really. Jeez, really, dang. Just, I, yeah. I kind of just, I kind of just throw it in with post rock. Anyway. Damn, <clears throat> my mic was in off the opinion. entire time. I was talking about. I'm sorry, guys. I was talking about how Woman in Chains makes me cry. I was muted the entire time just then. Oh no, LMAO. Um, yeah, <laughs> Woman in Chains by Tears for Fears. Uh, anyways, are you a shoegaze fan? Was what I asked before I unmuted myself. Um, I kind of just throw it in with post rock, so okay. I don't really. Oh, look at the cat. It from anything else. That's a beautiful cat. The Donna season. Those of you that are listening in on podcast, uh, Chris's, what is, what is Adonis's, what type of cat he's is Adonis? A, he's a Bengal cat. A Bengal he's cat. got like a uh, fun, like leopard rosettes on him. Beautiful cat. Wow. Um, are you more of a slow dive or my bloody Valentine fan? 
Oh, dude, slow dive all the way. That's right. Wow. It's still pretty split. Dive. I think right. it's still pretty split with the guests who we ask whether it's slow dive or my bloody Valentine. I think it's like still pretty evenly split. Or who chooses I just think I mean, slow dive fair, is sadder, and I fuck with the sad shit. No, to be fair, I do have a song, a song on my latest album called Slow Dive. It's true, you and do. it was not Trick not intentionally question. that way, but <laughs> it's great. Uh, so. I can't believe I was muted for like several minutes there. Um, jeez. Are you in any scenes outside of the vaporwave scene? Uh, not really, man. I don't really do any of that scene stuff. I'm just kind of here vibing in this earth. Then I'm going to ask you... The earth scene. The earth scene. The earth sim. I'm going to ask uh, you a, a hot one. Um, What would be some constructive criticism that you, criticism that you could give... The vaporwave scene. What what would uh, what would be something um, that maybe could reduce like some of the drama within the scene? Um, I think for me, one of the biggest things is stop trying to make so much money on like things that you've sampled. Like, I just think that's kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> like don't like, like don't try to sell like too much you know what i mean like like when i look at discogs and i see stuff that's like super overpriced i'm like no like it doesn't really need to be that like it's been sampled like sure sell it for whatever yeah but just not so much not so much is all i'm saying i think i understand what what you mean yeah yeah the whole resale of this stuff yeah that's like it's really you know people are it is really silly right like people are like really desperate to own these first edition copies of things that are sampled music and it's just you can listen to it online i think there's a little bit too much fetishization of uh of yes items. yeah you know what i mean and it drives this price up and like people are you know like for what you know congratulations you spent like three thousand dollars on i don't know fucking macintosh plus <laughs> i will <laughs> say that? this and and i'm sure in a lot of whatever. discord scenes or sorry discord yeah, servers just, people th- that being that being said i did just freak out because you had a wasted night's tape so like i'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not above there this, are apparently. a lot of guys oh, that's that so have, silly. i'm like wow they got wasted night's tape right there i want that oh I want shit strip silence like, stop it really didn't I will. No, people so obsessed with things. I'm like, tape. Right, he got he got the grail. Um, I will say on behalf of a handful of people. Well, I want to speak on their behalf, but I'm in a couple of Discord servers of people who have successfully quit the nine to five thanks to these crazy motherfuckers out here that will buy every single variant of every album on vinyl and 180 gram or whatever, and then all the different colors. They'll buy them all. There is no stopping good. these crazy motherfuckers, and I love them for it. And and that's why yeah, do Equip too. doesn't have to go punch a clock, and and you know Tech Honors and Keith Rankin and James don't have to. Um, his last name is escaping me, but they don't have to work in an office somewhere. You know, great. James yeah. Webster. Thank you guys, James Webster. Thank you guys for for being that way. Yeah. For, uh, for those of you that are rabid consumerists, you serve a very vital part in the scene. So keep doing it. <laughs> Don't stop. You are so well-spoken. You are so well-spoken, Isaac. Well, I don't buy physicals, but I mean, I send people, you know, a little, a cool little $15 payment if I like their album. You know, just one of those things I like to do. Do you have merchandise? Can I show you some boyfriends? Do you, like, have shirts and stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I got. Like the only person. I don't have any. Yeah, let's see that shit. Single fucking piece of merchandise. It's it's because you don't need. No, it's because I just. I don't want to say it's because you don't need money. I'm just saying, like you you don't. No, it's not a matter about that. It's just I just don't like. I can't believe you people like go out and like make shirts and are like, now I have to sell the shirts and send them to people. When people start bootlegging skeleton lipstick shirts, you're gonna be like, oh. I just have never had the energy. There we go. I guess I, I love should. It. Everyone yeah, else does. Well, I have like <laughs> I that it. stuff, but record labels do that yeah. for me. But like, I have like albums and, and records and tapes, but I never made any of them myself. Record labels did that for me, and I would. I should make a. Sh- I've been meaning to make a shirt for years. I should do that. You really should, buddy. I mean, a lot of people like t-shirts. I even commissioned a lord to make a design for me, and like, I still have like. Well, now I have the design. And I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta like, figure out how to get this on a shirt now. <laughs> like. Well, thank you for the constructive criticism of the vaporwave scene. At yeah, the end of the day, I did want I mean, to add one more thing. Yeah, please keep going. I would absolutely love, I would love, absolutely love to see less Simpson wave videos popping up in my feed on YouTube. Uh, yeah. They're still popping see, up in your feed. Stupidest shit. So, like you know, like people will just like Damn. make videos of like like Bart that? or like Homer driving in a car and like it's just like <laughs> it's home resonance like all over again just like playing looping they're stupid. still doing those huh? um they still do those huh? yes oh, boy, boy. so dumb so that's boyfriend's recommendation to all the vapor we've seen out there is a no more simpsons wave b keep that filthy rap music out of vaporwave damn son <laughs> that's unreal other amen yeah, you heard it here. So, what about the <laughs> instrumental about aspect of rap music? Do you like? Fun. Do you like? Um, like, do you like the? I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole rap. I mean, there's boom bap, there's trap, there's all kinds. But like, do you like instrumental rap? Yes, <laughs> I love Yo, the beats. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Beats are he great. likes dope music. Beats. Is fantastic. Yeah. I do. All right, good answer. Next <laughs> question. Uh. Oh, hang on. What is <laughs> which music genre is the worst? And you can't say rap. <laughs> I mean, I said I said rap and country, so all right, kind of narrows it down a little, a little bit. I guess I was hoping I could get some other good. What about somewhere. like let's like let's go away from the. What about like something within the rock world? What is the worst genre there? What's the worst style of music? What's like a band or a style of music in that world? That you're like, I cannot get into this. Mm. Like, new, like new Dang, metal or deep. something like that, or like you know. Something. I mean, I'm not too into like, uh, God, what's it called? Like Degent. I don't really do the whole. Yeah. Degent oh yeah, thing. so a lot of the metal yeah. stuff. Can't I do it. You. I understand. Okay, I got. You. Yeah. Do you like post really metal music? Because you like post rock. What about stuff like ISIS or JSU or Pelican? Do you like that shit? Unbather, something like that. I like maybe Pelican's tight. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard a lot of gent, but like it seems technical. I I I, I appreciate it. I just probably don't want to like search it out. I have a tough time with um. Oh boy, I hate to say this out loud, but I have a tough time with some early black metal stuff. That's like the like the point was that we're recording it really badly, and that's what makes it cool. It goes against the norms. Well, that's how I feel about Ghetto House. And like I. I like I've been trying so hard. <laughs> I try so hard every few every year or two to go back and listen to some like classic black metal music because there's a lot of black metal I do like. But then like 
get very upset when I'm like, why can't I get into the lo-fi recording stuff of the early black metal? I, I should just get, I, I gotta get it another shot, I think. I mm. wish I liked hypnagogic Tank. pop as much as so many of the people that I know that have great taste seem to like hypnagogic really pop. Know what, I still don't even know what that is. I think like make it. Like Ariel sure, Pink. Maybe, maybe not. Um, oh, who's the one you that like Ariel likes Pink? a lot? No, I love. I I, like I wouldn't it. say that I love Ariel Pink, but I like Ariel Pink, and and I respect Ariel Pink. James Ferraro, who's the ju- something jacuzzi? James Geneva jacuzzi. Like all, oh, James Ferraro stuff is all over the place. Though. Yeah, that's true. Really like, but yeah, Geneva jacuzzi. Okay, that's an example. Yeah. Like you know, like, like lo-fi kind of experimental retro oh, like pop stuff. music. I love that. I love. That I respect music. it, but I don't like it as much as I that kind of wish that a I big did. Influence on me. Yeah, I know, sure. man. I know. See, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish I liked it more. Is there anything that you wish you liked it more, Casey? Like That's you're like, I acknowledge that this is good, but is I just don't. Is there a band like it. that you wish you liked more? You can acknowledge they're really good, but you just really can never get into them. I guess M83 is one example of that. I guess but, Death uh, Grips is M83. an example of that. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I was literally going to stop trolling you for that, but you keep <laughs> you, now you're doing it yourself. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is fun. I it's true, though. Tonight. Like, I, I didn't really grow up listening to that stuff, so it's kind of hard for me to get back into well, it. You know I, mean, I mean, I didn't either. Grow up listening to, up listening to what? Hip hop and like rap okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, so but it's like everywhere. It's like the most popular form of music in the entire world. <laughs> it you is. don't have to like grow up with it. You have to walk outside and you'll be exposed to it. Like that's the uh, thing. It's like it's not like I didn't grow man, up with music. Like, it's everywhere. Like what are you talking so about? So my gripe Did is, you grow up with, are you born after 1983? You grew up with hip hop music. <laughs> my gripe is when the beats are really lazy. Yeah, like when you're listening to like a yeah. fire oh, rap song, like the verses are great, like but the beat is lazy as fuck. Depends, man. I kind of like it when it's lazy sometimes. I don't know. Hip hop's well, like, rap is fun because it can take so many different forms and it can be so many different things. Like, what was I listening to? All right, big fair. Fit. I was like, I was like listening to. Um, it's just some. You gotta like. You know what? You you know everybody should take a deep dive into hip hop music because there's just you're so right. much out there so many different what was i listening to the other day and i forgot like how good it was i was listening to Vince staples big fish theory that album is fucking phenomenal the the music on it is so crazy the flows are so interesting and like you know the thing about rap music it is based on like your ability to be charismatic you know to be a big figure and like not even so much based like i hate when people sometimes put too much emphasis on like lyricism like that's one way to do it but there's a million other ways to do it too you know what i mean it's all about it's all that's a conglomeration of many different things that go into making an interesting hip hop record, much more so than what goes into making an interesting rock record. There's a lot of different angles for hip hop. That's why I find it such a fascinating genre. Uh, but I was listening to Bit Staples' Big Fish Theory, and I was just like, man, this is a, such a cool album. It doesn't sound like any other kind of album I can think of offhand. And, uh, you know, that, that's my recommendation for tonight on Hot Takes is Bit Staples' Big Fish Theory. Listen to more rap music. Oh, well, you know, it's worth it. Hey, man, listen to more of everything, honestly, at the end of the day. Listen to all the stuff that you're not sure if you like or not. Because I have this Patty Smith tattoo on my arm right over here. And that's like I always say, you know, there are the people who are the phenomenal artists that change things. And they're in every single genre. You just have to look for them, you know. You know, I will go into dubstep and find that, too. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> Casey, what is your favorite live show that you've ever attended? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite What's your favorite live band? Because, you, you know, I'm actually kind of interested to know that. Man, um, 
So going back to that festival that I went to, uh, TVD Fest, one of the headliners was Justice. And yeah. that shit was how insane. How was that? I've never seen Justice live. How much, how was that? Was oh, that just really fun? My gosh. Yeah. I had a, I had a buddy that went with me and he, I'm pretty sure he like was crossfaded and was like drunk and stuff and like every <laughs> few minutes or so he'd have to like he run wins. through the crowd to like throw up in a bush somewhere and then he'd run all the way back through the crowd. It was great. It's good time. Good time. Justice. That's awesome. Wow. I Justice. Would, I bet that yeah, was what, what year what year was that too that you saw Justice? Do you know what I'm asking? Like uh, 14, 15, something like that. Uh, that's pretty dope. That's like that's peak. That means they like they really started to hit. They've hit their stride and they're touring really, really well at that time. That's dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, they were cool. Um, Ratatat was really tight. Nice. Um, oh, I saw Ratatat live as well. They're great. They have one of the craziest light shows like ever. It was oh, awesome. I, I saw them a long time ago yeah. before they had the light show. I'm so sad. They, I, I saw them a long time ago when I saw them live. It was probably like 2002 or 2003. Um, but I, was, I bet they have, wow. I bet they have, yeah, I bet they have a really cool, but that was like when they were first starting and I was very young at the time and I didn't even really know that much about them. But I was like, this is whatever this is, this is really cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Like it's like, so its own thing. It's Ratat's amazing. Cause it's like, you, you wouldn't think that you could have like a guy, the guitar and the drums and you could do something different. Right. It's like its own distinct sound. You yeah. wouldn't think that was even possible anymore. And it definitely it. was different. And like, I, I can't believe nothing else sounds like them still. That's crazy. Right? Congratulations, Rat Tat Tat. That's amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. Totally. Yeah. I got to see this uh, duo called Fuck Buttons live a couple times, and they were. Oh, cool. I'm familiar with Fuck Buttons. Fuck Buttons is great. Yeah. How, how, guys, did that, how did they even pull that shit off live? That's crazy. Oh, uh, dude, it was fucking wild. The guy's gone on to do uh, Blank Mass. A few blank people mass, are aware yeah. of Blank well, I've Mass. Seen, well, I've, like, seen, I've seen Blank Mass live. Before, oh, I would so, love yeah. to see Blank Mass live. But Fuck Buttons mm-hmm. was wild. It was like a dude with a bunch of electronics and another guy with a bunch of electronics and something they would beat on and just scream. Just scream. Wow. And it was just yeah, like, I, awesome. I, I can't imagine how they would. I, I'm familiar with their albums. Telling and you, I, like, early 2010s the hell a live show a wild like? time. Yeah, Fuck Buttons is very early 2010s. Fuck Buttons, Mog, I saw yeah. them open for Mogwai, and they were like way better than Mogwai. Wow. And I love Mogwai. Mogwai is not, not very good live. No, they're not. Oh, and I love okay. Mogwai. Is that yeah, a band that you I, want? Oh, you know what? You know who the best, so that that... best live show Broken Social Scene by a goddamn mile? Really? Never yes. seen them live. Broken Never Social Scene was fucking fire live. They have oh, an energy you, that's What just year was unreal. that, Isaac? Uh, I saw them in like 2006. Oh, wow. That's a good time. And then to see again, okay. yeah, man. Yep. And anyways, I'm not going to like go on and on, but yeah, Broken Social Scene live was fucking fire. Very cool. Very cool. What's the worst live show you've ever been to? Hmm. Obviously, Mogwai is not in your top. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, You know, for saying you don't really much like, I mean, I don't want to say you said you didn't like shows, but you were like, I don't like crowds, I think is what you said. I don't like, I don't like, like, super huge festivals. You know what I mean? Like, huge. What do you mean? Like, what kind of super big festivals? You you had a good time at that one you went to, right? Yeah, but that wasn't, like, super huge. Like, it really wasn't. There's, like, less than 2,000. Like, like a Coachella, oh, yeah. you would not have a fun time with, like, Coachella or something. I don't think I no. would either, honestly. I did, I did really, really want to go to Electronicon, though. I was, like, so tempted that was to really go. Fun. Oh, you didn't go? You should go next I'm time. in California, my guy. <laughs> like, uh, like yeah. I mean, there well, may be one in the future way. in L.A. They had one in California. They had one in L.A. 
Isaac uh, DJ does the one in yeah. LA. Thanks to this uh, guy. Really? Dang. Wow. I did. I did. Jeez. Um, thanks to this guy. Uh, well, I Maybe next too. time. Yeah, man. Um, Austin, Texas used to have this festival called Fun 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 Fest, and it was like the perfect <laughs> size. It was outdoor, too. Well, most festivals are, I want to say. So it didn't get too too claustrophobic, you know. Good. See now, hmm. I I I love music festivals. I I go to music oh yeah, festivals. you go to a lot of those. I go to a bunch of them. I, I go to the. I don't even just go to the rock. You know the 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 indie the ones that are more band focused. I'll go to the fucking EDM music festivals. I don't even know who's playing, <laughs> but I'm just gonna go have a fun time and run around with the, the all the kids in their scantily clad outfits. It's fun, man. I have so much fun at those things. I'll just dress like in like. Whatever the fuck I'm wearing right now to it, and, uh, and I have a great time. They're super, super fun. Sick, Heck yeah. They're such a commitment. I mean, you got to have the money. Are you going to camp? Are you going to no, like? Is it a multi day? I've never gone to a multi day festival. Oh, I've gone to the multi day ones. I, yeah, I, I go to those. See, I'm not. And, I'm not uh, cool like that. I would go to a, a one day, all day festival. That's fine. But I've never done like a multiple day thing. Have you ever yeah. gone to South by Southwest? No, but I would love to to play there. I mean, yeah. that would be awesome. I mean, there's so many, like, small exposés that you could be a part of. Like, I saw the SPF 420 uh, S- uh, South by Southwest in, like, 2015 with Monster Rally, oh. May She Smile, um, oh. and a handful of other smile. really cool people. Yeah, Br- uh, Bareface was there from Brockhampton. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I man. I remember when Brockhampton was just coming up. Yeah, and man, And they were, too. like, not popular yet. And Dom was, like, all around the vaporwave scene back then. Don McLennan from Brockhampton. He was all around the vaporwave scene back then. I remember he even sent me a message. He's like, yo, your song Philadelphia is dope. And I was like, thank you, oh, sir. Oh, that's and he cool. Wasn't, he wasn't, I still have that message saved, but that was like Is he from before. Philly? No, he was just in the vaporwave, the internet vaporwave oh, nice. scene. That's the only reason I, was, I just oh, ended man. up becoming Facebook friends with him from those early days. Um, I think that Ryan is probably like a little bit closer than I am, though. The, um... The festival situation is so much more prohibitively expensive now, unfortunately. But if I got a chance, I probably would go um, to South by Southwest again. Hmm. Um, Casey, what track, album, or artist is your favorite example of your favorite genre? Mm. Man. Like, if you had to explain your favorite genre to an alien or, or somebody, <laughs> a captive audience that was actually interested, what would, what would you use, like, as an example? Somebody clip Dr. Chris's frozen face. <laughs> Damn, it changed right when I said that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for me, I think one of the, the top songs I would pick is probably, uh, it's a song called Shallow. And it's from uh, a Chain of Islands EP from Brother Tiger, um, and I feel like that's the perfect amalgamation of of chill wave meets like sort of a bit more modern production. Um, I, it's just awesome. I love that EP so much. It's probably one of my favorites. I shouted um, out in my little intro where I recommend tracks. I shouted out a lesser known Brother Tiger release. And it was comprised of like it's called Fundamentals Volume One. It's like comprised. Yeah, he of like, does like more instrumental stuff. Yeah, 
and it's yeah. it, it was just it it hit so hard like stupidly hard i was like why is this an a mini album full of b-sides this is like some of the best shit i've ever heard him make mm-hmm. actually so on the topic oh, of uh on the topic of Brother Tiger, I kind of plugged him in there because I'm uh, actually playing with him in San Francisco on Wednesday. Amazing. Uh, on of the That's hill. fucking awesome. Awesome. That's so yeah. cool. How that's fun. Forgot stupid to mention cool. That. That's a big deal. That's yeah. amazing. It's no, be a that's fun a time. huge deal. Huge deal. Huge I would love deal. to meet yeah. John Jagos. Super cool. Super cool. Dude. You yeah. must be And uh, a part of me is like, uh, I think one of the reasons why I kind of got in is because. Uh, he was familiar with me because I did a uh, a remix of one of his tracks from uh, Paradise Lost, and uh, he did this whole live stream and everything where he would listen to everyone's submissions. Wow! And uh, I submitted mine, and I ended up winning winning the contest. Fuck yeah! So I got some free free shirts and stuff. It's on Spotify. Very uh, awesome. Paradise Lost. Yeah. I, I know. So I, that I, that's amazing. Helped. Didn't Very the poor cool. guy <laughs> have like a basement studio flood? A few months ago, yeah, yeah, he did. I want to yep. say he lost a lot of stuff, unfortunately. Oh my expensive god, expensive stuff yeah. too. I would never set up yeah. anything important in my basement. I know. Thank you. What happens in basements? That uh, sucks. But yeah. amazing, amazing Awful. that you're playing the show. Amazing that you won that competition. Uh, super cool, Thank you. and it's going to be a phenomenal time for you. How fun! That's awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. I, I hope yeah, you have absolutely. a really good time. I'm sure you're going to tear cool. it up. Yeah, you're going to do great. Thanks. It's amazing. Is there anybody oh, in the chill wave scene that is just like a mega douchebag and you'll never listen to their music again? Uh, I don't think chill wave has that much drama. So I, I, if there is someone, I'm not familiar. People were people were name dropping a certain ghostly international artist early on in the show. Ooh. I guess I wouldn't call it Mux Mool. Do you remember Mux Mool? Not vaguely. Apparently, Mux Mool was really shitty to vaporwave people at one point. I liked Mux Mool. I wouldn't call his music Muxley chill wave. said Mux Mool, more like Mux Drool. Yeah, Mux Drool. <laughs> um, That's funny. I, I agree. I don't think there's a lot of drama in the chill wave scene. I do want to ask you before we go into our outro, what do you think of the kind of new resurgence of stuff like hotel pools or um, <laughs> yeah, or like that. Memorex Memories uh Allison, Flavio Labar, the whole like electronic gems flavor of Chill Wave. What do you yeah, think about that? Do you like Stratford, it? Stratford Court style stuff. Stratford Court, Midwest Stratford. Collective. Stratford Court. Me, uh, Hello Meteor Andrew type on, stuff. We get Andrew on the show at some point. Absolutely. That would be rad. I'd love to see that. Apparently, Andrew's um, cool as shit. He's very cool. awesome. Um, cool as shit. He is OG, just, original gangster from this scene. Yeah, he, he is. Started off at the Walkie beginning. Walkie talkie. With the he is. Yeah, he's been doing it. Heck been, yeah. He's a, he's a first waiver as well. Luck says That's we met him. Way. I don't remember meeting him. <laughs> That's a top five yeah. Isaac moments. <laughs> but anyway. Um, it's, it's tight. It's cool. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't really think it's much of my thing. Um, just because to me, a lot of it does sound a little bit too similar at times. Um, You're not like wrong. if you put it on a random, if I put it on a random shuffle, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what was what, but, um, I think it's cool. I think it's a great community. Um, but just, I, I don't really make music like that. It's, it's very, it's yeah. similar kind of, but I'm definitely more tropical and like doing a bunch of weird other stuff. Yeah. So. 
Well, for sure. Highly, highly re- if you're going to pick one artist from that whole world, I'm going to highly, highly recommend Hotel Pools. I uh, extremely versatile stuff, extremely creative. I think it's the sound palette. You'll like his sound palette a lot. So if you if you haven't listened to Hotel Pools, listen to Hotel Pools. He just played 100. He just played Electronicon. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Super He's sweet not- guy too. Yeah, he did. I love chatting with guy. Ben. And love chatting with Ben. Super interesting guy. You should actually go back and watch. Oh yeah, great sense of humor. He's got a fascinating story. Fascinating story. You know, um, he's been on like major labels and stuff like that with a previous act. He, he has Lady Gaga's phone like. number. Trying to get out. That's Lady Gaga's phone <laughs> number. Uh, <laughs> no you way. Watch the episode. Yes, yes, it's true. Um, it's a whole. It's it's a fun story. But if you're gonna pick an artist, like I highly recommend Hotel Pools. I think that you'll you'll find this stuff to be very good. Heck yeah. All right. Awesome. You have to listen to that or M83. I'm going to say Hotel Pools. I-, I was going to say, I'm going to float you a track <laughs> right after the show. One track. I don't demand that you listen to a whole album. There's just one thing I want you to hear after the show. Okay. Um, okay. We are down to our last five minutes. Oh, so yeah. well, this is the part where we stuff. like to do our shout outs. Uh, anything you want to say, you can say, promote, mm. uh, shout out, whatever you want. Um. Well, I guess I kind of already did that with the Brother Tiger show. Um, yeah. When, yeah, when is it I'm and where so is cool. it? How yeah, give us the details. Tickets? Give us the details. Where is it going to be? So it is this this Wednesday, uh, and I think we're on at around 8 o'clock um, at Bottom of the Hill in Bottom San of Francisco. Very cool. Yep. One and of our Brother viewers, Tiger's Liam, headlining. says it's a pretty good venue. It's tight. It's one of my favorite venues in San Francisco. Nice. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, so... Yeah, I got that going on. Um, just dropped an album and a new single. Nice. Feel free to check it out. Um, I don't know if you post links or whatever, but I guess I could do that. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, to be clear, the show is in two days, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. it's this Wednesday. Perfect. The ninth. Uh, that would be the ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lux, thank you so much for posting the link for the tickets. Shout out, Lux. Wow, thank you. She's a real one. <laughs> um, you said you have uh, physicals for sale on your Bandcamp. Yes, physicals. I've got. I think I've got some shirts on there. I'm I was going to say sure. you got merch. Good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. How many shirts? When you make shirts, it. how many? What do you? How you? How many do you order? How many sizes do you do for each one? I'm going to ask. I'd like to make shirts one day, and I'm just asking <laughs> you this question right now about how, how many shirts you you usually order when you do this. Definitely. Uh, lots of mediums and larges. Those lots tend of mediums to go out and larges. Quickest. Okay. Right. Yeah. How many did you get of the smalls uh, and the extra larges? Like, what are you doing? Like, how many do you order at a time? Probably like, I don't know, six or seven of smalls, and then like ten to thirteen of the mediums and larges. Got it. Um, Got it. This is good. Extra larges too, but yeah. This is good. good All sorts yeah, of shapes. You, you got to get extra larges. This is good man. stuff. I'm learning a lot right now. This is you good got stuff. It. <laughs> got Thank it. you. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. Anything yeah, else you want to shout out? Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm probably going to have a new album next year. Um, definitely a different sound. I've uh, We could talk about this for a long time, but I've been diving into some city pop type oh, stuff. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, a weird transition wow. into more happier tones, you know. Um, I definitely listening to a lot of... What's up? Oh no, just like all your albums, they sound different. Each one has a different sound to it, so that's I, I would expect nothing less than you to try a different sound in the next <laughs> album. Yeah, no, I just I've been listening to a lot of like late eighties 
city pop, Japanese fusion type stuff. And cool. uh, yeah, it's definitely my thing. Um, and I've been digging into some more hardware, um, oh, like, wow. you know, real since. So really? uh, definitely trying something new. Seaside Lovers, I saw that in the chat. I have it on uh, vinyl. It's amazing. Nice. Um, but not on yeah, tape. Yeah, good stuff. Not on tape, no. No. Apparently that's but, pretty uh, hard to get. Yeah. Yes, it's dumb. <laughs> I only have one thing to, to mention, Chris. You care if I go first? Please do. I don't know you can, you can do our outro. Um, I have a... Uh, I have a DJ set coming up for uh, Vapor. What is it? Vapor. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. I believe it's Vapor 91.5 FM Lowell. The kid's name is DJ Soyboy. He was at the tape swap. He was at Electronicon. Great guy. Um, Vapor 91.5 WUML Lowell. It's a 44-minute long um, late-night lo-fi classic Vapor and slush wave DJ set. I'm quite proud of it. Don't have a nice. date for it yet, but that's coming up soon along with an interview. Um, I believe that is it. I'm like, I'm thinking there's got to be something. I don't think there is. So hit, hit me with the good stuff, Chris. Um, okay. I mean, I just released a single from the Polymath Vampire album onto Spotify because I usually just sort of trickle that onto the Spotify thing. It's the song with Donor Lens yeah. that I made called Within God's Echo, and it just got added to the Vaporwave Spotify playlist. So that's very cool. cool. Nice. How fun. Um, in addition to that, obviously, if you want to listen to the whole Polymath Vampire album, then you can go to Business Casual and uh, and get that. And you can like to see in a second. And then, so, let me put a link for that. Please do. I think there's like a few cassette tapes left if you would like one. There's a few of those left. Also, if you want to get my album, Glows Then Melts, you can get that on Needle Juice Records' website. Don, there's that. Um, in addition to that, I've got some remixes that are coming out on uh, one for Be Careful. That should be coming out awesome. soon. And then there's also another remix I did for the Patch Notes, uh, his song Breathe. That's coming out on the, the expanded edition re-release of his first album on um, uh, Pacific Plaza. And in addition to that, uh, the, some comps that I'm going to be contributing to some songs for. There's a... Uh, one comp that uh, I believe um, is going to be a, uh, a bunch of flips of songs by um, uh, what's her name uh, uh, Patrice Ruchin. There's a Patrice Ruchin like hmm. like dead, you know. So I'm doing a flip with the song by her, and I got a vaporwave song coming out on uh, I think SlimeWire is putting out a compilation of classic vaporwave songs, and I've got a contribution I'm doing for that as well. So uh, that's good. That's about it. Damn, busy man. Wish I could say the same. Guess I'm in my 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 blue period. Um, I I mostly like the first few things I shouted out were just stuff that's already out. It's been out for a while. True. Actually, so it's not that true. Deal. Support your local skeleton lipstick. Thanks for yeah. tuning in, guys. This yeah, has been Hot Takes, a vaporwave talk show. Uh, just a quick disclaimer before we uh, do we do we know who our next guest is yet? Oh, you, I, let me, yeah, sure. Hold on one second. Let me just check this. Oh, really hey, quick. no, no rush, stay, no pressure. No, stay, stay here. Yeah, I think that we're probably going to have uh, Sonavision Deluxe and Comet come on. 
they had that wonderful album that's been blowing up the charts in the vaporwave world called Creation. Uh, and I think uh, I think it's uh, really one of my favorite albums I've heard all year. So let's uh, we're gonna nice. I think, I think we're gonna have them next. We'll get them on at the same time. Yeah, I think so. I want to talk to both of them. About how they made Sun Division Deluxe, hopefully, as well as Comet uh, and Comet. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you heard it on Hot Takes. Um, same time, same place in two weeks, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Those of those of you that are regulars, uh, looks like you got you got an attendee. At your Wednesday show, Casey. Someone in chat's going to be there. Heck That's yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Shout awesome. out. There you go. Um, yeah, everyone go see Fashionista Boyfriend on Wednesday. If you're in the Sacramento area, play with Brother Tiger. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss, miss it. that show. You're just, you're just so stupid. I can't even, <laughs> I can't so even, I can't even reckon with that. So bias shirts, bias music. <laughs> bias shirts, bias music. There's plenty um, of larges and mediums available. So, you know, only a few smalls, <laughs> though. All right? If you like hot takes, uh, consider donating. No no pressure but if you uh, if you want to support the boys follow the link in chat uh it goes a long way and uh invite a friend if imagine imagine we get to geek out and yell at each other uh, about music and you bring a friend along you know or shout us out on social media it means a lot you'll see this episode on youtube uh in the next following days shout out indie advent for all his help with that along with podcasting services shortly thereafter um again guys this has been hot takes be good to each other and have a lovely night.